Another week, another talking dirty. Ow. Oh, this week for you in the NFL, Big Ben, a 49er? Huh? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? We'll give you a mm-hmm. breakdown on that one. Then the NBA, Larsa Pippen putting up some numbers. Mm-hmm. Fun little deep dive on that one. And then we got our good friend Zany Podcast returning for a full-length baseball segment. By full length, you mean full length. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> it was good conversations, though, because we don't really know much about baseball, so it was good to have them on to discuss that. Uh, and then we go over to Pop Culture, where we break down uh, the new TV shows, Mandalorian episode, Bad Batch episode, and wrapping it up with your jams of the week. Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? 412-784-1577. Kent's Brothers Painting. Call them if you need a paint job today. They do good work. Uh, good local business. Yeah. 412-784-1577. Support your local businesses. With that being said, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Before we get into it, Ryan, how are you doing today? Uh, dude, I look at my finger. It's all fucked up. All right. No, look. That's aggressive. But do you see it? You're just flicking me off right now. No, but do you see it? Yeah, what'd you do? I don't know. Did you, uh... I, I bit too far deep and, uh, and cut it open. That's the worst. And now it's, like, infected. Nail-biting like, problems. It's not, like, infected, like, I'm gonna lose a finger infected. It's just, mm-hmm. like blew up a little bit and it's gonna have to go away yeah you gotta like have it but it sucks it like hurts and stuff yeah it's awful yeah like anytime you do anything involving your fingers it's like a pain in the ass yeah and our copier has been really Mm -hmm. messed up lately where i had to keep unjamming paper from it and it's so tough because i Mm -hmm. keep forgetting i'm using my left hand Mm -hmm. and then just hitting the the part that's bulging out against one of the gears i'm like oh my god because like i game so whenever like i'm playing like my game i'll just be like oh fuck like my goddamn fingers yeah but anytime i'm like pressing one of the buttons i gave two but i I never really use that that middle finger Mm -hmm. my left middle finger yeah i feel like i just use i guess i do for the left trigger but i don't my added in 2k i really don't have to use the left trigger right now okay yeah uh how are you doing um i'm doing good man doing good Living the dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another day, another dollar. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Insert other miscellaneous catchphrases you drop at work. Yo, yo, man, the grass is always greener. <laughs> um, we tied that, by the way. Oh, we did? 50-50. Really? 50-50 I think split. grass is always greener won me a little bit extra than I thought it would. No, I think weed. I think all your votes are oh, weed. weed. Yeah. I looked at all my... I looked at all the votes. I'll do it. And they're all like... The people I knew were all the biggest potheads. Ah, uh, Okay. Gotcha. Like, like Stalter. Yeah, I mean, um, it's hard to go against. My buddy Cody. It's hard to go against weed. Yeah. But, but I think I got some golfer votes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's not draft related or anything, but mm-hmm. it was Twitter's birthday on Tuesday. And so I saw someone ask, like a pop culture type account asked, what's your favorite tweets of all time? And I think they were fishing for like, Remember the one time Ellen took a selfie and got this many likes on it on Twitter? Yeah. But, like, they just got, like, the hilarious, like, 
tweets that they weren't looking for. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you had any favorite tweets off the top of your head because I have four here. You have four? Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I... Number one is, I think it's the most recent one, but it's uh when they Apple announced all their new emojis and Lamar Jackson quote tweeted it and said, why buddy pregnant? <laughs> why the buddy pregnant? Yeah. That is that, I I think I like actually like laughed out loud when yeah. I read that out loud. Um, okay. The second one was uh, the Ray Allen tweet that part of my take always tweets out and stuff, and it's funny. They it's uh, where, where is it? I, I screenshotted them. Oh, uh, it's, so he tweeted, "I'm getting there. When you masturbate, think about my tongue or your clit, and switching back and forth from my dick to my tongue." Like Ray Allen, like basketball player, Hall of Famer, <laughs> tweeted that out. Okay. okay. Um, Jim Brown, the like sportscaster. Yeah. Tweeted a link to a porno, and the tweet was just the title of the porno. So he just tweeted, "Sexy little brunette bitch sucking and fucking her personal trainer's big cock," <laughs> and then a link, and then, and then a link to a porno. Oh god. Yeah, JB. <laughs> but my favorite tweet of all time was. Trump Cinco de Mayo tweet. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a good. Yeah, one. Happy Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are here are made here in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> but like the picture of him, it's yeah. just a picture of him eating a taco. Yeah, that's bowl. the best part is the picture. Um, I think that I love Hispanics part is the best part. By I don't know. I can't think. So I'm thinking of some accounts like the. Let's see if this egg can get more likes than Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a great one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Yeah, that that's a good hilarious. one. And yeah. same with the uh, congratulations, Sailor. You made it to Friday. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like a, uh, a little video of Mr. Krabs. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Recently, though, I love the AI-generated photos of Trump getting arrested. Those are the funniest pictures <laughs> ever. Did you see the one of him, like, in the orange prison jumpsuit doing the lifts, but with his, like, biceps absolutely not yeah but i need to see this <laughs> i've only it. seen the ones like him getting like dragged out him, uh, him getting like uh yeah him like grinding from the cops wait i gotta find it again <sighs> i'm gonna try to think some more funny tweets uh um wait trump um here it is Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome! That's awesome. What, what'd you search for people listening so they were not Trump lifting an AI? <laughs> it was like the first one. Um, what What are other great ones? Um, I did. I hated the ones that was like, "What color is this dress?" Oh, I that hate just divided that a nation. I hate that one because it was. Mm-hmm. Colorblind, I had no idea what people were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The colorblind. I don't see anything. Yeah. Um, I don't see any of that. It's another good one. I don't know. Stephen A. Smith in the with the strippers. Or is that Stephen no, A. Smith? That's Paul Pierce. Oh, it was Paul Pierce. But yeah. That's, that's Instagram Live. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, it was on Twitter, but. I don't know. I can't think of anything I don't know, but Twitter's I great. About. I love Twitter. I, lo- I love the accounts more so. Yeah. I feel like the ladies and gentlemen of the weekends. Like I that's love a good that. one. I, I retweet it every time I see it, mm-hmm. but I don't follow them. So I wait until I see it on my timeline mm-hmm. and every couple of weeks I'll see it. Gotcha. Next time I see it, I, I retweet it. All right. Well, let's get into it here. Kicking off first with the uh, NFL. 
Uh, a lot of other free agency moves took place this, this past week. Uh, it's going to be ongoing a little bit until the draft, I would assume. Um, first up for the Jets, they did trade with the uh, Browns. They traded wide receiver Elijah Moore to the Browns with a third-round pick for a second-round pick. Pretty good move, I think. You have Elijah Moore, who wasn't going to be with the team. We kind of knew that going he into the out. season. He wanted out. And you get a second-round pick out of him. Um, the Browns building up for the uh, Deshaun Watson um, season, the full season that will have this season. So, mm-hmm. not a bad move for both parties there, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. The Jets did go out and sign uh, wide receiver Miko Hardman on a one-year deal worth up to $6.5 million. So, got another piece there for Aaron Rodgers, hopefully, for that deal to go through soon. Um then the Jaguars went out and signed Browns, uh, former Browns running back, the Ernest Johnson, to a one-year contract. So, pretty solid move, replacing uh, where they lost James Robinson last season. Um, yeah, good move there. I think so, too. Then uh, the Patriots running back, Damian Harris, signed with the Bills. I didn't find anything about the details of the deal. Um, but, yeah, inter- inter-division trade there. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Good move for the Bills, though, getting a solid running back. Is he? I think he's solid. Yeah. I feel like the Bills keep getting, like, halfway decent running backs. and they Yeah. Suck. They all suck. I get that. Um, the Cowboys, they added running back Ronald Jones after the Zeke release. Uh, he agreed to a one-year deal with the team. So, you got Tony Pollard and uh, Ronald Jones on that. Yeah. Ronald Jones has sucked last year. Yeah, but. They, but they're, they're leading Tony Pollard. I think he's better than Zeke. Zeke did have a little bit of a better year last year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. But, I I mean, Tony Pollard's better than both yeah. of them. So. I mean, the Cowboys made a lot of moves this week because this one, there was a trade. Uh, the Cowboys traded a 2023 fifth and a 2024 sixth round pick for wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Texans. So, I don't – So my thing on the Cowboys is, like, they keep adding, like, all these skill positions that, like, I, I can't see it working out again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, did you really need another wide receiver like Brandon Cooks on that team? Yeah, at least know. your worries. Um, then the Texans added former Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz, and they also got Bills running back Devin Singletary. Texans added a lot this uh, week, too. Yeah, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Texans are doing a lot of the right things. AFC South, I mean, the Jaguars should win that division, but it's kind of wide open in a way, so... I don't know. We'll see how it all works out for them. Mm-hmm. The Lions signed former Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson on a one-year $8 million deal. Uh, that happened early in the week. Then the Panthers signed former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen to a three-year $25 million deal. Uh, we totally called this. Yeah, absolutely. We called this last week, and it happened. And This, this is probably the biggest deal out of the week, honestly. Um, former Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki signed with the Patriots on a one-year deal. Quarterback Marcus Mariota joined the Eagles on a one-year deal, and Gardner Minshew moved to the Colts. So, some shakeups there. And then the last one, Steelers linebacker Devin Bush agreed to a one-year deal with the Seahawks. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Out of all these moves, what's the best one? Mm. <laughs> uh, moving it over to the headlines, uh, some sad news to start off. Former Raiders tight end Foster Moreau. Uh, he was a free agent working out with the Saints, and it was discovered that he has Hodgkin's lymphoma. 
he will be stepping away from football after that diagnosis. So hopefully he's able to recover from that. Um, not a really big name, but I did recognize him for fantasy. I, I recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so prayers up for the guy. Then Broncos quarterback Russell Danger Wilson underwent his right knee surgery. He is expected to be fine for the OTAs this season. Then, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Limited. <laughs> Mr. Limited. Because if he limited during OTAs. <laughs> then quarterback returns, question mark? What? So there was an interview with uh, Big Ben where I think he was on Mark Madden at 105 The X. And he was asked if there was any um, – if there was any possibility of him returning to the NFL at all recently. And he said that there was a, there were some rumors that were surfacing about the 49ers reaching out to him. And he confirmed those um, on the situation. He said that he was really comfortable with his decision. Uh, he said, I, he said, I would say this last year, there were some truths to the Niners thing, just in the sense that they were, I think reaching out for something just maybe to gauge my interest. And so I had discussions. That's all. I don't want to sit here and say that I was going going or anything like that they called to gauge interest i had conversations with my agent with my wife with my family prayed about it a lot and i'd be lying if i didn't say there was a small part of me that was intrigued like oh man i can still do this um like prove it to people that i can still play but at the end of the day i just see myself in anything other than i can't see myself in anything other than black and gold even though they had a great chance i think to win the super bowl would have been hard for me to go and try to win a super bowl anywhere else but pittsburgh so at the end of the day, it was the smallest little bleep in my heart to go play again. Roethlisberger in a 49ers jersey. The smallest little bleep? Yeah. You swear there? I don't know. It said bleep. I just copied and pasted the quote. What, so. What's a bleep? I don't know. He probably Maybe he just said bleep because he's like all this Christian boy. The smallest little fuck in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest little... Oh, the fuck. smallest little fuck in my heart told me I needed to stay. <laughs> um, would have been very weird to see Big Ben in a uniform other than a black and gold one. Absolutely. But part of me also thinks that if he plays for the 49ers, they win the Super Bowl. And yeah. That'd be sweet to see Ben get another ring, even if it wasn't for it would be cool. Steelers. It would be cool to see that. The only thing that sucks would be for the 49ers, and they would have six Super Bowls as well. That's true. He he, won six, he got the six Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. That's That'd be true. unfortunate. Um, any other team, though, I'd be more on board. Yeah, I agree with that. Except, like, the Cowboys, who also have five, and that would make six for them. Or, like, division. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just thought it was funny how, like, the 49ers' number one problem – throughout recent history has been getting a healthy quarterback and they're like how can we fix this i know let's go get the most injured quarterback in nfl history and sign him to a roster yeah but yeah you know whatever works yeah. but I thought, um, I thought it was cool like how he was dedicated to the team and didn't want to go for that uh, yeah reason. him and his smallest little fuck mm-hmm. his smallest little fuck in his heart yeah small little fuck next up cam newton the former quarterback threw for uh, 30-plus passes at Auburn's Pro Day and is eyeing a return for the NFL. Apparently, some other teams did show up for that uh, Auburn Auburn Pro Day. And uh, just a reminder that Cam Newton said at one point that he believes there's 32 other quarterbacks that aren't better than him. Um, Yeah, he's right. Because there's probably more. <laughs> there's probably more. He was so bad. He was so bad at the end of his career. Yeah, like just hang it up. 
I wouldn't even take him as a backup. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't entertain having him on the team. It'd just be a media circus. That's that's and that's the reason. Like his this is skill better than whatever backup we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But we don't need a backup ta- like being more famous than the starting mm-hmm. quarterback and getting more attention. And yeah. Then having him saying, "Why am I not getting a chance?" and mm-hmm. making yeah. a big deal about it. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous that he's still trying this. Like, um, I don't understand sometimes like Kaepernick obviously there's a lot of race stuff to come in it. Not not saying that's like the reason he's not a quarterback, just saying that there's a lot of race stuff around Kaepernick's whole story. Mm-hmm. But it's kinda like Kaepernick how where it's like they got not they got worse as a quarterback and teams just don't want to have all the attention of a backup quarterback having yeah. getting that much attention. It's not worth the money you're putting into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I had, though, was Patriots linebacker Donta Hightower announced his retirement after nine seasons. Fuck him. Hey, I mean, he's he used three-time Super Bowl winner. He used the Steelers. Yeah, he did. Used us like like a comer towel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did. But, you know, I respect. But that's yeah. that's all I have for NFL. Zeke. Oh, yeah, the new Zeke stuff. Um, yeah. Forgot about that. So, yeah, Zeke, uh, he has a wish list now of teams that he likes to go to. Uh, the list has been narrowed down to the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bungles. Yes. As a Jets fan, as a resident Jets fan, I uh, I believe we still have Michael Carter on the roster. I need, I need to fact check this, I guess. But um, if, we, if we have Michael Carter on the roster, I don't want Zeke. I'm cool with having Michael Carter as a backup and Brees Hall as the starter. Um, Michael Carter, when Brees Hall went down, did perfectly fine, in my opinion, to, you know, be the backup role and the possible starter in that in that situation. Yeah, Michael Carter's listed as the third running back behind. Oh uh, yeah, it's that other guy, Zonovan. Right? Oh and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Did I say Zonovan? It's yeah, like Zonovan with a Z. Mm, yeah, it's Zonovan. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with having the running back system that we do. I think adding Zeke to that is just overkill. Overkill. Yeah. yeah. We're saying this. And he's going to want a lot of money. And it's like, yeah. don't pay him all that money when he's not going to do that much. Like, Yeah. But we were saying that before, um, him going to the Eagles would be a fun storyline. It would. It would. Go division rival. Playing him twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just got rid of Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. They could definitely use the running back. They have who Boston Scott right now is number one running back. Yeah, because they lost. Uh, I think they lost Gainwell. Gainwell. Did yeah, they? I think they lost Gainwell. Yeah, so they could use a running back. Mm-hmm. Going to the division rival would be funny. Yeah, would be. Um, Zeke didn't have the worst year. De- definitely not his worst season. I bet he puts up over 100 yards against the Cowboys if he goes to the Eagles. Both games, yeah. Both games, yeah, probably. A combined 200 between the games. Okay. I like that. I like that better. Yeah. Just because, like, one mm-hmm. game it might get for, like, 120 or something. Yeah. Really go off. And the other game he slacks mm-hmm. a little bit. But. But, and then if he goes to the Bungles, I mean, I don't know. That locker room for the running back core would be weird. Joe Mixon, Zeke, and Perrine. Disso Perrine? They might. They might. Look that up. Um, yeah. But what if- but Joe Mixon, I mean, he I might. Say him, he's shooting <laughs> guns in the air at kids. I don't know if they. Yeah, Joe Mixon's just a liability at this point. I'd probably stay away from him in the fantasy draft this year. Oh, I'm definitely. I, 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 I would even. Like, I feel like it's a risky move. It could pay off for you, but 
I don't know. I mean, if he plays the entire season, it'll mm-hmm. definitely pay off. Yeah. But, like, because he's good, but he might not play the whole season. Mm-hmm. They do not have Perrine. Okay, so it would be Joe Mixon and... Their second, their second running back is Captain America. Who's that? Chris Evans. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Chris Evans the running back is. Yeah, I don't know that either. What if it's actually Chris Evans? I'm clicking on just <laughs> in case. Oh, no, it's not. He's went to Michigan. Okay. okay. He's 25 years old, 5'11", 215 pounds. Yeah. Birthday's uh, October fifth, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, and I imagine they're probably going to draft a lineman, so they probably they might draft a running back in the second or third. The Bengals yeah. wouldn't be a what, bad what's, move what's for the Zodiac sign for what for his birthday. When's the birthday? Uh, like a week after you, October fifth. Probably Libra. So you are. Yeah, you're a Libra. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, the fucking Since when? The scale, dude. It sucks. Since when? What do you mean? I've always been one. <laughs> dude, the scale sucks. It's the worst one. So balance. Oh, that's cool. Uh, then, then you got like the Tauruses with the bull, the fucking Leo. It's bullshit. I mean, mine's not great. Hold on, let me see. What is October? I think it's Libra. Yeah. This is Libra. He's definitely a Libra. Yeah, because they like mo- didn't the they move third to the twenty second. Yeah, didn't they move the days around? I think they did. Because I was like on the cusp of that. Yeah, you are. Because mine's the twenty fifth, and I was yeah, like, "Fuck, right am I Virgo?" Because oh, that's Virgo's, the one before it. Well, Virgo's worse. Yeah, and I was like, "I don't want to be fucking Virgo." That's we should do it. We should draft zodiac signs. Oh, dude, we'll probably get like all these chicks coming at us all of a sudden. Like, that's what do you funny. mean? Where, where's Sagittarius? Yeah. <laughs> what is a Sagittarius? I don't know. Isn't it like a uh, Huntress or some bullshit? Maybe. I don't know. My extent of Zodiac knowledge comes from like any type of video game that would play off of the Zodiacs for like puzzles and storyline. Mm-hmm. I see it. Like the Harry yeah, Potter Virgo game. Virgo is, a, is, is a, a woman. Libra, you're a scale. Yeah, like the fuck's that? <laughs> yeah, Scorpio's sick. It's a Scorpio. Scorpio yeah, yeah, Scorpio would be awesome. Scorpion. It'd be awesome. Aries a, a ram. Yeah, yeah, but you're Taurus like, it's like the boy. God of War kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Cancer's a crab. Gemini, yeah, that's, the twins. The what is? Gemini's the twins. Yeah, Gemini's the twins. Pisces is the two fish. Mm-hmm. Leo. Mine's Aquarius. What's Aquarius? Water. You're just water straight it's, it, up. It, 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 it's 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 like a thing dumping out water. It's like form of a bucket of water. Yeah, it's like a bucket of water. <laughs> See, it's bottom left next to the Pisces, or bottom right next to the Pisces. Oh, they could have came up with a better symbol. Well, other know. symbols are waves. Yeah, yeah, waves would be cool. Yeah, like Which, a tsunami. Yeah, I mean, it'd be sweet. Cause I'm like a water bender. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Aquarius is a cool name though. It is a cool name. In the song. There's a dawning of the age of Aquarius. I don't know. You're making shit up now. I never, I never I heard of that. you've never seen the four-year-old virgin, because that's how they end the whole movie. Oh. After he bangs, they all dance around to the song of the age of Aquarius. Yeah, the, 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 don't the credits roll during that? Yeah, it's still one of the Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't probably shut it off when the credits started rolling. I mean, you, the song starts before the credits start rolling. You just never seen four-year-old virgin. I did. No. Yeah. No, you lie. What do you mean? You, you liar. How do I prove this? I mean, that's literally the end of the movie. 
Okay, but like you don't know the odds of marches either, and they mentioned in that movie too. Oh God, nobody knew what the odds of marches. We already went through this. No, it literally's in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, but nobody knows what the odds of marches. That doesn't justify that I haven't seen the Forty Year Old Virgin. Well, the Age of Aquarius justifies that. You know how I know you're gay. Yeah, you just probably saw that clip on YouTube. Oh, one day. come on. That's the most famous <laughs> clip from that movie. Oh, come on. Oh, we were also going to say, oh, Steve Grill got waxed. Yeah, well, what about knows. the fucking. Got what about the argument between the one actor and Kevin Hart in the video store, whatever it's called? Yeah. That was another scene. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, you never see the movie. You just watched that uh, Fangdango oh, two minutes at a time. Come so on. Come on. Fuck you. Right. Fuck Let's you. take it over to basketball. Fuck you. <laughs> Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. NBA. <laughs> that was a dramatic entrance. <laughs> and I only said NBA. Yeah. NBA. Now you know what you know what you're here for at this point. So. Yeah, I don't know. I never know how to start these segments because obviously we're gonna start with power rankings. Yeah. But yeah. it just it'd be very aggressive just to be like hit record and go. All right, number one on the power rankings we have. Yeah, that's true. So I try to transition into it'd it. It'd be very forceful. Yeah. So that's why I always start with NBA mm-hmm. this week. And then I always stop and say, Oh, that's not that worked when I did the headlines right away. Yeah. But it doesn't work when I do power rankings right away. Over the course of this week. This past power week. rankings is get really like scare people. They're like half asleep listening. Power cause car accidents. People listen to their car. Bill Kyer's power. Ours. If it was football, it'd make more sense. Uh, Maybe we get Bill Kyer to come on and do a little intro. Maybe we could do like cami. What if we just got celebrity cameos that we like hire, like we paid for, just to do our intros? I think you can do that. We probably could. Just, just like, get Bill Cowers. It's just like, like every week. Bill Cowers power rankings. <laughs> yeah. But do we, do, do we feel like paying like hundreds of dollars to get? Maybe. Yeah. We'd have to go like a couple at a time. Yeah. <laughs> just keep reusing the same ones. Yeah. Um. All right. Number one. Nuggets. No. Suns. No. Grizzlies. No. Knicks. No. Heat. No. Bucks. Yeah, why should you say like, the, the obvious choice last? Number one, the Bucks. They have a three-game cushion on Philly and Boston. With 11 games remaining in the season. Looks like they're going to secure the number one seed as long as nothing crazy happens. Yeah, as long as they don't fuck it up. Yeah. No crazy injuries or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Number two. The Nuggets. No. Celtics. No. Sixers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it for all of them. You have, to, you, you have to get on your toes. All right. Uh, they just had their eight-game win streak coming to an end on Monday versus the Bulls. That's the first time the Bulls beat the Sixers with Joel Embiid. Really? While playing. like While, while Joel, Embiid, Joel, um, Joel Embiid plays. So, if he, like, missed, if he missed a game, like, injured or sick, doesn't count. Yeah, but still. I mean, yeah. he's been in the league for, what, five years? Yeah. No, <laughs> he's been in the league since I was in college. So. Okay. 2014, so almost 10 years, nine okay. years. Um, but he's been so good lately, and as of right now, he's still the number one pick for uh, MVP. With okay. More on that to come later. All right. Actually, I'll just say right now because it's not that great. <laughs> um, Draymond Green came out and said, like, that's 
who, who he thinks is going to win. Fairmont says it's Embiid's award to lose for MVP. Right now, it's in the MVP race, I think it's Joel. I think it's Joel's award to lose. I think the way he uh, loses that award is that the team starts losing, and then the way the team starts losing is Joel Embiid is hurt because he's not going to not put up numbers up. He might jinx him on that. Ooh, he gets hurt. hurt. <laughs> if, if, if he gets hurt and he doesn't win MVP. I'd blame Draymond. And I lose 150 bucks. Oh, that'd be tough. Yeah. You should you should send him a Venmo request. Who Draymond? Yeah. No, he. I want to do business with that fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on the podcast, Draymond. If he came on, would you suck his dick or would you just go at him? Um, would you like suck his dick? Obviously, I don't I'd mean probably, I'd dick. probably. I probably mean, go. Like, at, I'd probably ask him questions about like what was going on with that whole like kicking people in the dick back in yeah. the 2015-16 finals era. Mm-hmm. Like, it was aggressive. It was. I'd ask him what he thought about Iguodala calling Seth Curry the closest thing to Jesus Christ. That would be a good question for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I'd ask. Oh, I'd do trivia. Trip. Wow. Who's, who's the coach of the Sixers? <laughs> when he says Doc Rivers, I'll say, no, there's only one Doc in Philly. That's Glenn Rivers. <laughs> we, should, we should make merch that says there's only one Doc in There's only one doctor in Philly. I don't know if people get it though. The listeners would get the it. Listeners would get it. People would be like, "What the fuck is that shirt about?" Glen Rivers. Yeah. Just put Glen Rivers because there's only one dock in Philly. That might be better. Yeah. That might be better. Um, number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics have really struggled since the break, specifically Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is shooting 29.1% from three uh, on just under 10 attempts per game since the break. Double wolf. Yeah, so he's not shooting well. He's not shooting. Uh, yeah, he's not shooting well at all. So He's um, time to get out of the funk. Yeah. Playoff start. I think they will be fine come playoff times. Um, I think they resecured the second seed, but right now it's between them and Philly. Mm-hmm. Um Personally, I'd rather Philly have the two spot because then, as of right now, if the playoffs end today, it'd be Philly versus Miami in the first round, and I'd rather play my uh, Philly in the first round than Boston. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'd rather do that as well. I think we could beat Philly. Mm-hmm. Boston, I don't think we you could took them to seven games last. Boston, we took to seven. Uh, okay, we beat the Philly in like five. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, because we, we lost the Eastern Conference Finals game seven last year. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and. We, we should never have because there's that stupid-ass Max Drews out-of-bounds call that they took three points away later. Yeah. And there's literally all the proof that came out just proves that he wasn't out-of-bounds. Yeah. No, that was fucked up. So bullshit. Um, I was really drunk and sad and walked home in the rain from my buddy's house that night <laughs> after they lost. It was Memorial Day oh. weekend. And we went and played uh, – deck hockey mm-hmm. and i got really really drunk and it's awesome yeah then we went to my neighbor's house to watch the games and they lost and within the two minutes left or within the last minute whenever i knew it was done i said all right guys i'll see you and, his, and their dad were like do we drive you up the hill and i said no i'll just walk and i just walked <laughs> sad in the rain everybody yeah. hurts very sad <laughs> um number four um, Nuggets. Yes, they are in the biggest skid of the season for them. Uh, they lost five of the last seven. The, the struggles are coming from the entire team that's not named Nikolai Jokic. So, uh, okay, the bench isn't playing well. The rest of their stars aren't playing well. What about Murray? 
Uh, he's been uh, struggling lately. Okay. Um, yeah, Joker's the only one really holding them together at this point. It's time to get it back up, though. Yeah. Look at yeah. They're not losing their one seed, so it's kind of like non consequential. Really? Like, they have like a, still have like a ten game lead. <laughs> Let me look. Maybe not ten, but it's like it's a lot. They're probably a couple games away from clinching it then. Yeah, I mean they might have already. Let's see. If they already clinched, then that's the struggles are fine. They already clinched their division. Okay. They are three and a half games on the Grizzlies. Never mind. They were the Grizzlies are on a a hot streak right now and locked yeah. that down. So this they narrowed the gap a little bit, but that's like while they're they're like sucking. Yeah, yeah, it's not terrible. All right, number five. Um, the Grizzlies. Yeah, Memphis won six and three in the, in the nine games without John Morant, and Ooh. it's a large part to Tyus Jones, who averaged sixteen point three points, eight point two assists, while shooting fifty point nine percent from the floor and forty from three. John Morant is back, and I'm pretty sure I didn't watch the game last night. I'm pretty sure I had a good game. I'm pretty sure he's just right back. It's right back into it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he was hurt or anything. He was just being a piece of shit. Yeah, but he did miss one game after he was able to come back because for conditioning reasons. Okay. Um, yeah, so he did. He could come back on Monday, but he didn't play. He gotcha. Played, they played last night. Okay. Number six. Um, I like this. I like it. guessing. Yeah, we're gonna. I don't know. Suns. No. Is it West or East? East. <laughs> Um, All right, the Cavs. Cavs, okay. Uh, I really, don't, I have nothing written down about the Cavs. Um, <laughs> they are not in a good. What am I gonna say about the Cavs? They're seven and three in the last ten. Um, Donovan Mitchell's playing. They're out They're good. Mind. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a lot of these. The power rankings we get to this point in the season, it's a lot of the same, the same stuff. Unless someone had an historic week. And they the Cavs are just kind of being the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Nothing like it's nothing insane about them. That's why I didn't have anything to write down. Number seven, I got the Kings. They've had the best record in the league since the break, and that's thanks to their league leading offense. The Kings clinched, clinched their first winning season in seventeen years uh, with that's their win insane. over the Nets <laughs> Thursday night. That is that's still just a mind boggling. So two thousand six <laughs> was the last time they had a winning season. That's crazy. Oh man. That, that too, that's nuts. That's tough for Sacramento fans. Yeah, I know. That's awesome right now. Yeah, yeah. They're time you know, of their like, life. When you have a team like that, mm-hmm. they know they're not going to make the finals. Yeah. But just making the playoffs and having the season they have is, like, awesome. You know? Yeah. That's like when the mm-hmm. Buccas made the playoffs. Yeah, true. Like, anytime the Buccas make the playoffs, it's like, whoa. This is awesome. This is strange. <laughs> we don't know what this is. Um, they're no- probably close to the Buccas' record for... Losing seasons or playoff, not, no playoff yeah. appearances. Do we have Do we have the record? I think we did. We had like twenty seasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like twenty seasons. It was either nineteen, twenty, or twenty one. It, it was something like that. So the Kings, you said two thousand six. I mean, they were about like what four years away from that. So that's yeah, that's nuts. It's like. I mean, even like with the talent. I mean, they've had some talent too. I mean, you had Boogie Cousins still didn't have a winning season, like a winning season mm-hmm. with Boogie Cousins. Um, then they had that little sabbatical with Isaiah Thomas as well, and yeah, it's just we're 
I have so I have a top ten list from all pro sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see the Pirates on there at all. Oh, okay. But it doesn't seem like there's any. It seems like it's just NBA and. F- uh, so they're not even a credit. No, there's game. hockey too. There's not. Uh, there's baseball on here too. Yeah. So the Pirates aren't on here. Really? Okay. It's uh. Number one is the Mariners, twenty-one years. Two, the Browns, eighteen years. Bills, number three, seventeen. Kings with sixteen because this would have been seventeen. They didn't. Yeah. Get it. So they were top three. <laughs> yeah. That's Five nice. is a uh, Clippers, fifteen years. Obviously not like mm-hmm. it's been fifteen years streak until they broke it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bucks thirteen, like the uh, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves thirteen. Warriors twelve. Jets twelve. Sabers eleven. Okay. No pirates. So I'm trying to think. The pirates made the playoffs in the nineties. No, we made it again in the twenty tens. Yeah, I guess not. Hmm. Seemed like forever. <laughs> Maybe it was just because I was when I was born. That was the last time they like were in the playoffs. But it would have been like thirteen or some years like there. Like mm-hmm. these. Like I feel like we, it's, it's longer than eleven for sure. We didn't make it in ninety nine. Yeah, I can't remember if we made that wild card. We made that wild card game when I was in college. Yeah, I was in high school. Because Lofty was in the bat. He was the bat boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were. It was a whole discussion of would you take the ring or the ten k. The ring. Yeah, a hundred percent. But like, it was still like a fun conversation to have. What was he saying? He was saying take the ring. Yeah, who was saying ten k? I don't know, but it, it was just an interesting, like you know, concept of thought. Where if the Pirates win the World Series, even the Bat Boy gets a ring or 10K bonus. But like a 10K bonus in college, though, think about being a poor college kid and just hearing 10K. That's enticing. It's very, yeah, very. I guess we are looking at it back, looking mm-hmm. at it now. As yeah. Like people, adults with a job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you did anything for the team. I mean, 10K is good no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Are, but. But but having a ring is like something that not like no one has. Mm-hmm. Think about how sweet that would be. Just be like, hey, want to see my championship ring? Yeah, I was like, I was saying like if it was a team like uh, the Yankees, I'd take ten k. Because like those rings lose value. That's I I never thought of it that way. You know what I mean? Because like there's so teams. many rings floating around. Yeah. But pirates, yeah, yeah. Dude, take that ring. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Be sick. Uh, number eight. Um, wait, you can't do that. You stopped doing it, and then you just came back to it. <laughs> uh the Knicks. Yeah, that's okay. Why I came back to it. Um, so I wrote this before last night. The Knicks have two games come up against the Heat. They have one game left because the Heat won last night. Um, and how they play on the stretch will determine how where they. F- Finishing the standings, um, they are playing very well, and yeah. I, I think the Knicks just kind of need a good playoff matchup. Right now, they are fifth in the East. Brunson's playing out of his mind. Brunson's playing out of his mind. Uh, right now, they're fifth in the East with a two game lead on the on the uh, Nets, and the Heat are going to be right behind them. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it kind of the Knicks control their destiny at this point. I mean. Am I expecting anything? No. Mm-hmm. But would a first-round playoff win be good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If right. they if they get round two win, then I'm ecstatic. Right now, the, the two possibilities for the Knicks to play in the playoffs is the Cavs or the Sixers. 
Yeah, both are terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I can't see us winning either one. Yeah, and then the Heat are right behind you, so whoever you don't play will probably play. Yeah, that's tough. Which I would love either. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Heat could beat the Cavs. The Knicks, though, I think the Cavs are the better option. Mm-hmm. But it would just – I would hate – to watch Donovan Mitchell just yeah. beat the Knicks after he was supposed to go to the Knicks, and then all of a sudden the Cavs came out of the woodwork and got him. So, yeah, I'm going to – I'd probably rather just lose to the Sixers. That's true. Than have a slight chance of winning against the, the, the Cavs. Yeah, it'd be heartbreaking. Because it'd just be – it'd be so terrible to lose to him. Mm-hmm. Especially in, like, less than five games. Yeah. Like, five or less games. It's true. All right. I'm trying to think if I'd rather play, and I'd definitely rather play the Sixers. I feel like the Cavs would be the better matchup for you. Oh, I think, yeah, I think so too, but, like, mm-hmm. we just have the Sixers number. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You got to trust the process. Jimmy Butler just loves beating the Sixers. He does, <laughs> yeah. Remember last year? Internally he and game. externally. Remember the last year in the tunnel, he was like, you kept Tobias Harris over me <laughs> as he's going to the locker room after you beat him. That was so funny. Um, all right, number nine. Heat. Yeah, we won three of our last four games. Jimmy Butler's averaged 26 points, 6.7 boards, five assists during this 11 games in March. Um, last night against the Knicks, Jimmy Butler had like 35 points. Went, went all the way off. Um, Kevin Love's playing solid for us. Tyler Harris was playing very good. Bam, uh, who'll probably be a finalist for defense player year but won't win. Um who's it gonna be Giannis? It's going no, it's going to be Brooke Lopez. Okay. Wouldn't have called that. I think but... top three is gonna be Brooke Lopez, JJJ, Bam. I'm pulling for JJJ. Yeah, I think odds though have Brooke, Brooke Lopez as a heavy yeah. favorite right yeah. now. Because their defense has been insane. Yeah. And well, beginning of the season started off uh like Brooke Brooke was the favorite late in the beginning of the season. Oh. Uh, flipped over to the Triple J, then it flipped back to Lopez. Okay, and then he's kind of taken off with it. Yeah. Uh, number 10, the Suns. Lost four of the last five games. It's on this loss to the Thunder. Booker still dropped 46. They're a good team. In come playoff time, they will need KD back to go on a run, but I think that they're, good. they're pretty good without him already. Yeah, yeah. I mean – they just need him back. They need to survive without him for now. Mm-hmm. But if it comes playoffs and he's not back, it could be. What are they? The what are they? Fifth seed, fourth seed. Um, who? The Suns. Four. Four. So they're playing the five seed. Who's probably the Mavs? Clippers. Clippers. Mavs are nine. Oh, they plummeted. Plummeted. Jesus. Ever since they got Kyrie. Uh <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I mean, the only team he would have been successful at was the Lakers. I don't know why they didn't just make that happen. But either way, I mean, playing the Clippers, yeah, you kind of need KD, I think, for the full, for at least part of the series mm-hmm. to ensure the victory. Yeah. All right, playoffs picture right now. It's because I have it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's dirt to put it out. Uh, from the East, we got the Sixers playing the Nets right now. Okay. But the Heat have the same record of as the Nets of the tiebreaker so well I, the Sixers if they play the Nets are just going to smoke them 
Yeah. So that's <laughs> probably going to be the Heat. But right, as right now, it's Sixers versus Nets. Okay. Cavs versus Knicks. Okay. Um, playing game will be the Heat and Hawks to see who plays the Celtics. Then the Raptors and Bulls play to see who plays the loser of the Heat Hawks, who get to play to see who will play the Bucks. Ugh. Yeah. The first round's always just like sweep city. Yeah. You know, it's just the the, the, the bottom teams are so there's no, bad. There's not really upsets in NBA playoffs first round. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare. Unless yeah. it's like the five, four and five or the maybe the three and six. Yeah. Very rarely the seven upsets. Yeah, well, there was an upset with the uh, a few years ago with the Hawks. Remember, they made the Eastern Conference Finals because they, yeah. they beat the Knicks, which that wasn't an upset. That's a four versus five. I don't count that as an mm-hmm. upset. But they beat the Nets the next round. Yeah, yeah, that was an upset. That was an upset for mm-hmm. sure. And yeah. it, it only happened because KD's feet weren't bigger. <laughs> or they're too big. They would be smaller. Yeah. Um, from the West, we got the Kings versus the Warriors. Warriors. It's, yeah. Suns versus Clippers. Probably Suns. Yeah. KD's healthy. The playing games of Tim Timberwolves versus the Thunder to see who gets to play the Grizzlies. Probably the Timberwolves playing the Grizzlies. Probably that'd be great first round. Would be a great too, series. There's a, there's, a, there's a little rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Mavs would play the Lakers to see who'd play the loser of the Timberwolves. Thunder who play to see who'd play the Knicks, not Nuggets. Oh, I don't even know who I'd take out of that. Probably the Mavericks. I have that bunching right there. Yeah. The Mavericks versus. Yeah, there's no way the Lakers escape out of that. No way. They're already starting the rumors like, can LeBron return and take. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't have that for injuries, but it is injury update. Yeah. Next. Mm -hmm. Um, LeBron can possibly come back for the last four games of the season. It's not worth it. (laughs) Just hang it up. Like. Yeah. But he also said that these are the most important 20 games of my career. And got hurt immediately. <laughs> so he should probably come back and at least play the most meaningful five games of his career. Yeah, how are they the most meaningful of his career? They were because he wanted to get in the playoffs. Yeah, but... Yeah. The Lakers are just bad. Anymore. I'd argue the NBA Finals are way more meaningful. Mm-hmm. The 20-some NBA Finals games he played in. Yeah, for sure. Um, Players of the Week... Is this deja vu, or is it just the same two people? Oh, Julius Randle? No. no. Joel Embiid and Sabonis. Oh, okay, I was back a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Sabonis, 22.8 points, 16 boards, 10 assists. The Kings went 3-1. And, and Embiid, 3-0. and The Sixers went 3-0. He had 35 points, 12.7 assists, and 3.3 blocks. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder he's the front runner. Yeah, he's a beast. Injuries. The Nets expect to have Ben Simmons return this season. <laughs> uh, Paul George is out two to three weeks with a knee sprain. Ooh, that's tough. That is tough for the Clippers. But that's like playoffs. Mm-hmm. Back playoffs. Yeah. Um, Zion cleared to start conditioning. Will be reevaluated in 12 weeks. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the Pelicans aren't in it. They're even close. Let me see how back they are. Well, it's just like... I don't know. I feel like this is just going to be Zion's career. Yeah. Like a worse version of Joel Embiid. Yeah. They're only a half game back from the Lakers. Still. And the Mavericks. Yeah. The Mavericks are 36 and 37. They're bad. <sighs> um, and then Cat is back. Really? He missed 51 games. He's finally back. 
Him too. It's, it's actually Zion and Cat's very comparable to me. They're both mm-hmm. talented, but they're never available to play. Anthony Davis. Yeah, recent Anthony Davis mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cat was always hurt. It's just like buddy, like <laughs> you can't keep I, getting this hurt. He was my keeper for fantasy, and I traded him to Dan. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And then <laughs> Dan dealt with it all year. Now he's pissed. He was just setting him off somewhere. God. All right. Um. Yeah, so that's the injuries updates. Sorry, I had to take a, some DC. Yeah. I had to drink some DC. Diet Coke. Yeah, Diet Coke. Uh-oh. I can't get my lid back on. Yeah. Dude, you keep burping the mics. <laughs> People probably thought that was me. Um. All right. I'm just going to go down and in order as I put, wrote it. Because I kind of like, I don't know why I did this, but I like transitioned all the headlines into other headlines. All right. <laughs> all right. So, off See how it goes. Larsa Pippen. Okay. So, this week, Larsa Pippen won. I don't know which podcast it was. Or it's probably like won. No Jumper or one of them. Like. Yeah, she <laughs> on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Larsa Pippen is Scotty Pippen's ex-wife and mother of Scotty Pippen Jr., who's currently on the Lakers G League team. She went on this podcast to say that she had sex four times a night for 24 years while married to Scotty Pippen. She's now dating MJ's son. <laughs> do you, who do you feel worse for? M- MJ's son or Scotty Pippen Jr.? Like your mom's out here saying, I fucking Scotty Pippen Jr. for sure. Yeah, but then like, you're my MJ's son sitting there like, dude, you got railed out that many times. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like 24, for 24 years for four times a day. Like it's in the past. Like the way she's describing that is in the past. Yeah, I know, but, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you have to have sex tw- four times a night. That's a lot of sex to be having your find out your girl used to do. Yeah. Your new girl. But it, it's... Like, if, if you're dating a girl and you find out that her and her ex had sex four times a night for 24 years, let's see how many times... How, how it's many, crazy that they're dating, though. 24 times 365, mm-hmm. so that's 8,760 days times four. It's 35,040 times a night. Time, I mean, it's times banged over those 24 years. It's a lot of time. I don't like the slut shame, but she's a slut. But it's not that she's like, a slut if they're all with Scotty she, Pippen. It's not a slut if you're sleeping around. But she never clarified that. That's true. That was like the leading comments coming after that post was like, with yeah. Scotty, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. If it was with Scotty, then... I don't know. It's not too bad for either of them. Probably know. worse for Michael Scotty Jordan's kid. Know. Probably worse for Michael Jordan's kid if it was Scottie Pippen for all those times. If it wasn't Scottie Pippen, then I think it's worse for Scottie Pippen Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know, man. Like, that's just going to be the go-to getting ragged on, you know? Like, you're going to be playing in the league, trying to make a name for yourself, and it's like your mom's out here saying what a horse she was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, but that's, that's, <laughs> I think that's worse on MJ's son. I think it's more of a, ew, I don't want to hear how many times my parents are banging. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it's bad for both MJ's son and Scotty P- Pippen Jr. If she's out here banging multiple dudes four <laughs> times a night. <laughs> Ugh. Would you smash? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. I'm not really in a position to decline anything like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm smashing her still. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm smashing Larsa Pippen. It's yeah. not a hot take. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, speaking of MJ, MJ is most likely going to sell the Hornets. Really? Yeah. Colin um, Coward made him turn tail. Uh, yeah. Cause you, did you see that? Like, like Colin Coward came out and like slammed him. No. He was saying how um, he was like you know the whole MJ mythology, like pretty much talking about him as the owner of the Hornets. He's like you know the whole M- MJ mythology. Once you take out Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson, it's really just that. Oh yeah, that's what Connor quote tweeted us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I w- oh, I wish someone said this on a yeah. podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Remember. And and then now he's selling the Hornets. That's just kind of funny to me. That, that sequential of events there. What if Colin Coward found out he's gonna sell and then started making takes of that? So it looks like he's he's like making MJ run and hide. It'd be kind of funny. Um. All right. So the next one was gonna be the Draymond Green and Bead thing. Yeah. So pretend I said that. Okay. All right. Speaking of Draymond Green, the Warriors, the Grizzlies Warriors rivalry got a little more heated Saturday. The All Grizzlies right. beat the Warriors one thirty three to one nineteen, but that didn't stop Clay Thompson from talking shit as yeah. the game started to wind down. He, you can see Clay rem, uh, reminding uh, Dylan Brooks that he had four rings, and after the game, told reporters that no one will remember Dylan Brooks in ten years. "Quote: I don't care about Dylan Brooks when he retires. I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks." Brooks ever again I promise you it's sweet right now but wait for 10 years um I'm gonna keep on piling on Dylan Brooks if you don't mind I agree he's Dylan a piece. Brooks is a fucking piece of he, shit. he's like you remember like how much people hated Donovan Sue like yeah. 10 years ago yeah it's like the same yeah or like Pat Bev yeah 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 so the next thing about Dylan Brooks I have three mm-hmm. headlines here well for a four I didn't write down I'm reminded of it he had his 18th tech that's a lot of technicals the other night. Um, he was fined $35,000 for pushing a cameraman in Miami, Miami, mm. like while they're playing the heat. Yeah. He is like, he's like literally shoved the camera guy for no reason. <laughs> I, if he got fined 35 K should have been suspended at least a game. Cause look what happened with Devontae Adams. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just like, that's a league crew member. You know yeah. what I mean? Like where, yeah. like if it was the ref, it'd be suspended two games plus. Yeah, exactly. And uh, shows the value of where they stack. Oh, yeah. And you know? it's funny because this is all like within the same week. With <laughs> and uh, he tried to jersey swap with Kyrie. I did see that. And he took his jersey off, <laughs> approached Kyrie. Kyrie just refused to give him his jersey. <laughs> yeah. So, like, think about how big of a piece of shit you are that Kyrie Irvin is not going to jersey swap with you. That's insane. Nah, man, you're too hateful. <laughs> <laughs> you're too hateful. Oh my god! I'm not about all that like negativity. <laughs> I don't really think it's cool to be mean to people, man. <laughs> man, fuck those Jews, by the way. You you express yourself too much. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, Kyrie just instead of giving him a jersey, gives him like a, a burning sage. Like, <laughs> you need to cleanse yourself, brother. Or or like a pamphlet to go visit his like church or something. The flatter. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. March Madness. John. Wow. Uh, okay. Highlight reel. Yeah. It's a highlight from. Yeah. No, it wasn't John Wall at the time. That was 2014. So I don't know. It was Kentucky. 2014. I don't remember. There's definitely some <laughs> players. I'll look it up later. Um, anything else on Dylan Brooks? Um, it's a piece of shit. Clay Thompson. That was an awesome move by Clay Thompson. Honestly. I, I like the Grizzlies going into the season, but after Ja and now Dylan Brooks, yeah. 
I hate him. JJJ and Steve Adams. I'm holding JJJ it is holding it up. But and Steve Adams. And Steve Adams, yeah. yeah. But, God, it's so hard to like them after those two players. <laughs> it's funny because Cody was saying how he hates the Grizzlies at the beginning of the season. Saying, mm-hmm. dude, they're just a bunch of punks who act like they won a bunch of stuff and they've never won and shit. And now it's Kim. And I was true. like, dude, I don't know about that. I think they're pretty likable. And then I just look yeah. like a total idiot. I mean, uh, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, because I, I just have my love of JJJ. Just mm-hmm. took over. Um, yeah, but I, I saw the, uh, Clay Thompson saying that no one's going to remember him in 10 years. That's just like a... I, I, I love that. I mean, he's right. He's absolutely right. It's it's very unnecessary just to start... But, yeah, it's kind of... It's like, kind of like a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 100% right, but at the same time, kind of fucked up to drop that. Dylan Brooks is going to be a tribute question that no one's going <laughs> to get. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, And the last headline sticking with the Grizzlies... Joss suspension is over, and as first practice back, he spoke with the media and saying, quote, I'm completely sorry for that. So, you know, my job now is, like I said, to be more responsible, be more smarter, and okay, don't cause any of that no more. How long until he causes some of that more? Uh, Do you think he goes through the playoffs not causing any yes, of that? Yes, but I think it's – First weekend of the off season. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Like, I think he's gonna have his shit together. Then the second there's no season, there's no games, practice. He gets eliminated. Time. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna go out and fart party. He's depressed. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna go down a strip club. Like, they lost game six <laughs> of the second round to the Warriors or whatever. He's gonna have to go. And then boom, a supermax deal on the floor of the strip club. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think as long as he's playing, he's gonna keep his mind straight. Most likely. But the second he's done playing, oh, look out. Uh, every teen in the Memphis area has to be aware. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's you might get punched in the face. One, one more thing, and I think it might not be serviceable. Like, it, like I don't think he'll ever get out of it if he does it again. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he'll be – okay, let me rephrase this. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be punching teens and flashing guns. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to do stupid shit, though. Yeah. That's not going to get him suspended, but it's going to be bad looks. It might lead to a suspension, though, at some but point. But you, you could be, like, a drunk asshole somewhere and not get suspended because you're not doing anything criminal. But if you're, like, bunching, yeah, it's like 17-year-olds in the face and pulling guns out in strip clubs, then, yeah, mm-hmm. that's suspension-worthy. All right. Do you have anything else for NBA? Um, no, I do not. Oh, wait, I do have something. Hmm. Didn't – I don't know. This could be fake news. Did Kendrick Perkins get fired from ESPN? Oh, I did not see that. I saw it on a couple of accounts, but they weren't, like, blue checkmark accounts, so I don't know if it's true or not. So one's butt cracks board said it? Maybe. That's like the, It pops up early, but it's not – like into it's butt crack sports, mm-hmm. so I don't think it is. I don't think it's true at all. Okay, yeah, the, the only source that'd is be butt. awesome. Maybe it's like an April. F- okay, tangent. Have you seen this like Little Caesars April yeah. Fool's bullshit? But like today, way too early. It's corn and cob. It crust. is unnatural to have it that early. Yeah, it was the corn on the cob crust. 
It was like a whole TikTok that I saw, and I was like, this is April Fool's. But I saw this, it on Twitter. But I was like, it's fucking March 22nd. What mm-hmm. the hell is this? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and someone quotes quote, she's a year But, like, early. furthermore, they got, like, uh, some of the uh, personalities on Twitter. What are they called? The uh, influencers. Oh. Um, like, you know, doing, like, like, the food review people being like, oh, here's a food review of Little Caesar's corn cob crust pizza. Oh, this is terrible. What's going on with Little Caesar's? And it's like, yeah, but this is fucking Did they fake. show them eating it? Huh? They showed them eating it? Yeah, but it's like a fake made up thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. I know, but like, I'm just curious how they eat that. Oh, uh, they they were. The guy I was watching, he took a bite of the pizza and then he went for the cop crust, like eating it like a cop. Oh. So I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I would eat the whole pizza. Talk about the cob pizza and turn it into yeah. the cob. I hate corn on the cob. You hate corn on the cob? I like corn on the cob occasionally, like like yeah. Allen's corn on the cob, the Hummer. Oh uh, yeah, that is good. That's stuff. That's like the best corn on yeah, the cob on the yeah. planet, and I'll, I'll always love that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. grilled. I'll, it's messy. Yeah. It's messy, and I'd rather just eat corn. Take it off the cob for me. And I'll eat the corn that way. Yeah, I like corn. It's just too much work, and you always get corn in your teeth and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the corn in the teeth does suck. But if it's good enough, like how Allen does it on the grill mm-hmm. in the husks. That is worth getting messy. Yeah, for. I don't think it's too messy. It depends on how you how you make it, I guess. One thing one thing I did so whenever uh oh when I when I had braces, what my mom would do is she would make the corn on the cob, but then she'd cut off the corn mm-hmm. off the cob. And that was delicious. I did because you get the times. same corn taste, but it's just like, you know, from a can or half the corn calories. Not. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no cob. No, I uh yeah, I, I sometimes do that. But I'm just bored. I want to eat it that way. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was basketball. Let's take it over to Zany Podcasts. Yeah, Talk baseball. MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I All pride right. myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. All right. And this week we have the World Baseball Classic ongoing as we record tonight. So we decided it was a great opportunity to bring my good friend Zane on for uh, some baseball talk with the spring training starting up and getting ready for the new baseball season. Since Ryan and I don't know really anything about baseball, we decided to get a quote-unquote expert to come on and discuss the upcoming season. So uh, Zane, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. It's It's been a while. I think since uh, maybe COVID. Oh. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. for for the uh, longtime fans, we had uh, Zane on whenever Miles Garrett assaulted Mason Rudolph, and he's a <laughs> since he's a lawyer, he was our point person to figure out if we could actually uh, convict Miles Garrett of that crime. So yeah. it, I so I'm pretty sure so there he came on for that with like the phone, but I'm pretty sure there's another thing like a year later or two years later, you just, like texted him like. So, Zane, what's the legality of this? I forget what it was. But I do remember you reading a text, like a paragraph from Zane, explaining something. I, I, I forget what it was, though. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. I can't remember. It was some type of, like, maybe Antonio Brown. I don't know. Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. But, uh, you know, and anything I say, too, uh, I'm not a criminal lawyer. So, I know as much as you guys, to be honest, but we we won't we won't spread that secret. But uh, yeah. yeah, I know I got a little bit of background. So yeah, they, guys, thanks for having me on. I mean, uh, Steve, like you said, that this is a, a great time to record the uh, mm-hmm. finals, the World Baseball Classics going on right now, Japan versus USA. 
Yeah. Uh, Currently, Japan's up, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, This thing, though, it's been incredible. Like, I, I, you know, when it first started a few weeks ago, I just didn't really think much of it. I thought it was just going to be like, I don't know, any of those like little side tournaments. But the uh, attendance and viewership is like setting every single record ever abroad. I mean, there's it's almost a hundred percent increase like in the viewership from the last one, 2017. Mm. And I mean, more people are watching this in Japan right now than they did in any of the competitions when they had the Olympics in Tokyo. So it's <laughs> it's kind of uh, wild, and in Latin America too. I mean, you're having like uh, some of these countries where over 60% of the adults watching TV in Puerto Rico are watching mm-hmm. some of these games. So it's just incredible uh, how, how big the sport is abroad, how much influence it has in all these different countries uh, and with so many you know different cultures too. So, yeah. I, I So is 2017 the first one? Because I feel like the, I've never heard of this before until I do kind of remember a couple years ago, 2017 when it was, what, six years ago. Uh, I do kind of remember hearing people because people were like kind of shitting on it, which I thought whenever it started back up, and I started hearing it first. I thought people were just going to keep shitting on it. But yeah, like you're saying, like everything's all viewerships through the roof. And I feel like a lot of people are having a lot more like positive quotes about it this time around. Yeah. So I believe that this is the fifth one. Uh, and, you know, it, the U.S. won in 2017. But even back then, you weren't really getting like as many stars coming in. Uh, and, and playing these because, you know, it, the way it lines up, it's right before the season and everything. You, you don't want to risk injury. Um, and so basically, now I don't know if they did this prior, but for any injuries that occur, they ensure the MLB teams for all that time that that player missed. So, for example, the Mets just re-signed their, like, probably the top closer in the game, Edwin Diaz. Uh, and while he was celebrating, he, uh, you know, messed up his leg. So he's out for the season. But that... <laughs> The, the amount they're paying them insured so they can kind of go out and get someone else um and, and the players are telling the managers like this means so much to them they're saying hey don't bench us mookie Betts came out um for the u.s team and said uh, don't treat us like this like a high school team basically like play the stars mm-hmm. we want to win this so it's kind of incredible how much the players are care you know oh yeah i i feel like someone I don't know who, maybe maybe even Mike Trout, but it might be said about Mike Trout, not whatever. But there's a player who came out, I'm pretty sure, and said that they'd rather win this in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, and and you even and just like for like how how crazy this whole event is, there's a guy that I saw on the Cuban team who just defected the U.S. as they're about to leave after they got eliminated. So he is just didn't get back on, uh, I guess, the plane back to Cuba, and so now he's he's staying in America. Like, so like, <laughs> for some people, this is like, you know, it's completely life-changing. I mean, it means the world to them. There, there's a, a side note, Randy Rosarena, star outfielder for the, the Tampa Bay Rays. He, uh, he's, he's from Cuba. Okay. So he defected years ago and he petitioned to Mexico to become a Mexican citizen so he could play for them. So he was actually rooting for Cuba to keep winning because um, he wanted to be able to eliminate Cuba himself to get like revenge <laughs> against Cuba. So it's, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I would, you mentioned Edward Diaz. That's what I kind of feel like all of the, 
backlash is really coming from is like risk of injury, but I feel like he's the only one that really had gotten a serious injury, at least big name wise. I think I feel like I haven't heard anything else. So uh, like two days ago, maybe Jose Altuve. Uh, this thumb, right? Yeah, so he's th- gonna be out for maybe two months. Um, but uh, again, this is a, yeah. a freak thing. This could happen in spring training. This could happen in practice. You know, a, a mm-hmm. wild pitch. And, and what what's the difference? If you're playing in a spring training game and some like double A, triple A pitchers throwing, they could hit someone at any time too. So, yeah, you know, uh, it's it is what it is. For some reason, I thought that Altuve injury was before, but I guess it, it was only a couple of days ago or during this. It was during this at least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh. So how many how many games does it entail though? Oh, there's multiple rounds, but it's. Like this championship is just one game championship. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's different stages and like they that they had playing in like different parts of the country. And I gotta be honest with you, I mean it wasn't until maybe uh, two rounds in or so that I even started paying attention to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I like you guys said, I thought that this was kind of just an exhibition thing, but mm-hmm. then you realize how many stars are playing. And... That's cool. I feel like a lot of other major league sports could take note of people playing in these kind of tournaments. Yeah. Like and maybe like that reimbursement thing like you were saying. I don't know. Maybe like the but, NFL for the Pro Bowl reimbursing of teams. I guess it affects the Super Bowl, so it's a little different, but you know. Yeah. Doing and something I, like that. That's like the benefit, I guess, of baseball. Like the you know, I mean you can have injuries, but with it not being like contact, like mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, with so many games world. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um actually right before we jumped on, uh, like I think this was breaking like as of like an hour ago that Manford did announce that 2026 they're doing this again. They're, oh, so so confirmed, so, so confirmed. Back, I just double checking my, the, I read the article right, but yeah. So I mean, I like you mentioned the viewerships and stuff. So like I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, the league's very happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's actually bringing, like, attention to baseball. And I feel like this time of year has been dominated historically by March Madness. And ML- the NBA is coming down this stretch. and NFL draft. NFL mm. draft, combine, yeah. NHL season coming down the thing. But then, like, you throw baseball. And, like, usually opening day gets a buzz because it's opening day. And then it immediately falls off. But people have been, like, we're watching this instead of March Madness, which is why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought that would be the case. And And I don't know what's going to happen as we you know we record this but uh you know Shohei Otani has been said that he might come in out of the bullpen to pitch against the U.S. and I mean he's <laughs> uh you know the, the mega star I mean especially abroad um that it's would be kind of incredible for him to be pitching uh and maybe hit against the U.S. so mm-hmm. yeah be awesome I, I would I would like to see this uh personally before i know we have other stuff to talk about but uh my last thoughts at least for the the world baseball classic um i would like i think they'd be better if they just did this like all-star break instead of preseason like like when spring training is coming up because i feel like one you don't compete with like march mass like i was saying but two like if you make the all-star break a little bit longer cut maybe cut like 10 games of the season give them like a two-week three-week thing and make it a quick uh, world baseball classic tournament instead of the all-star game i think that'd be way better in my opinion, at least, because yeah. there's nothing going yeah, on that cool. time. Yeah, that'd be real sweet. Yeah, I like. I always felt like as a kid, like the All Star Week seemed a lot like longer. Like it oh, just yeah. seemed like a big thing. Like I went to it when I was in Pittsburgh, um, 
Um, 06. Yeah, 06 maybe. Yeah, I was there too. Um, yeah. Um, but now, like, you know, I end up missing, like, the Prospects game. And then, like, I might catch, like, the Home Run Derby. It just doesn't seem like as. So if you made, like, a, I don't know, it'd be kind of cool if you made a couple week festivity. Like, yeah, that'd be sweet. I, th- I think with all all-star games in every league, it's just kind of no one cares. I, I think the two things people get up for is the home run derby for baseball and the dunk contest for NBA. I think that's yeah. it. I think no one cares about anything in the NHL all-star weekend. And then I maybe the jerseys, that's it, because they're always kind of like – they're historically was, were sweet. Then I feel like the last couple of years they sucked. Um, then Pro Bowl, forget it. No one cares. <laughs> well, I, I wanted this too. You know, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but just think off the top of the head, like how much is it is that you used to be seeing guys that like you might not have that. Now we can watch every single game at any time. A- any, any of these players, we're seeing like internet highlights, whatever, you know, especially before, you know, the internet and stuff like that. Like you were seeing some of these guys, you'd hear about them. You'd hear about this or your team might not even play them. Now that there's interleague playing like every league and you're playing everyone, mm-hmm. um, like back in the day, it used to be like kind of cool. Like, what if this guy faced this guy? What if they played mm-hmm. together? Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah, especially for the MLB, whenever the winners would get their league's home field advantage in the World yeah. Series, which like that for my, I mean, I think it's stupid to put it on an All Star game, but I also think it's like sweet. It makes it way more like enticing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Japan's still up 3-1, top of the fifth right now. Dude, I can't, my cable's not working right now. I literally try to put it on before we start. It sucks. I keep looking up at the blank TV, <laughs> hoping that it eventually just turn on. <laughs> yeah, I I had a lot of trouble with March Madness this year because uh, the site I usually use for my uh, you know, streaming, the site that they need you to be a paid member of it. And it's like, if I'm gonna uh, pay for it. I'm not gonna go to the shady site that I have to use Bitcoin to pay for. I'm gonna actually use one of the real places. Like <laughs> that's I the way it is nowadays. Yeah, they just entice you to use the shady sites now. Yeah. Well, no, this is one of the shady sites, and now they're like, "Oh, you need to up up the bargain a little bit to watch March Madness." Right? Yeah. The Fed. The Feds just shut shut down Streamies too. That's what oh, I used that, to watch. That's what I was referring. Oh, they shut down Streams yeah. East. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a good one. That's that was a standard. Stream East, the the version I was using is requiring that you like become a pro member to watch March Madness. Uh, They're just covering their ass. I I thought March Madness was free if you go on like CBS or like NCAA.com, right? But they don't think they show all of the games. I think they have a lot of the the games at least first round for free. Because I remember doing that. Yeah, it was like oh, I end up getting like a preview. Like, yeah, it was, like, a three-hour preview, and it's, so like, oh, like, you know, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I think I might be logged in to my parents' cable on my Chrome for, like, all <laughs> those things, because every time I turn them on, they just work, so I'm, it has to be it. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, I mean, should we go into the regular season now? The upcoming season? Yeah, I'm curious to see what you have to say, because I, I follow some of these off-season moves, but I'm kind of kind of curious to see what you have to, you have to think about. Yeah. So I, I will say, you know, so I, I wanted to kind of just focus on like the top teams, uh, how I see them. I think a lot of this could be interchangeable. I don't think there's anything real controversial here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the, the snubs you could say is like the, the Phillies, you know, they got Trey Turner uh, in the off season, but Harper's out. Dodgers, uh, 
you know, they Dodgers lost Trey Turner and they, they didn't really add any pieces this year. So, you know, they're, their rotation is usually often injured and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know they'll probably go for some big name item in the trade market. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, the the it's okay. the, Blue, it's okay. the Blue Jays like they have a great young lineup, but I mean that division is just hell. I mean you have and, and I mentioned this like um, you know with. Um, the Yankees too, but you have the Yankees who won that division last year. Mm-hmm. You have the Rays who are, you know, perennial playoff contender. The Orioles were over 500 last year, and and somehow in last place was the Sox. They're four games under 500, and I mean, even then they should be a, a smidge better this year. Um, so I mean, mm. it's you know a that division's hell. That division's yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's rough. I I like I like Vladdy Jr. And I'm always I'm always rooting for the Blue Jays in that division because I don't like the Yankees, I don't like the Red Sox, Orioles, eh, and then the Rays are just I I'm still pissed about that uh, Chris Archer trade a few years ago. So like I kind of have like a <laughs> residual like hatred for the Rays now. Yeah, I'm not saying I always root against Glass now. So when every time he comes up injured each year, I'm like, oh well, maybe that trade wasn't as bad, but it was still horrible. I mean, it was <laughs> off. painful it was trade. Off. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, if, if you want me to start off with just, you know, who I think up top or should I, if I should start at the fifth place and go up, what, what, what are your thoughts? Um, let's go fifth place up. As I say, I don't hate, I don't hate reverse order there. Cause it's like a big reveal of who's number one. Yeah. So, uh, so fifth place, I've got the, uh, the reigning NL East champion you know they, they've won five in a row now the atlanta braves mm-hmm. um your your 2021 world series winners uh, i mean this this team is loaded with talent they didn't really do much in the offseason i mean they didn't really have to uh they lost dansby swanson their all-star you know shortstop where'd um, he go swanson went to the uh cubs cubs oh. yeah oh. i think yeah right what a bad move. He fucked the Cubs. And, like, he is way better off with the Braves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Cubs, you know, had a lot of openings now. I mean, you know, not bringing back Chris Bryant. Javier Baez gone. Uh, you so, know, it's kind of a open book. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, they, like, uh, oddly cleared house, didn't they? The yeah. Cubs? Yeah. Two, two seasons ago, the window kind of closed. And so going into last season, they didn't really, you know, try to gotcha. keep it one. Yeah. Um, and, and so the Braves, though, they also lost their, their catcher, Contreras, who, you know, looked good last year. But they, they got in Sean Murphy, kind of a lateral move. Um, but the star power I mentioned, Ronald Cunha, he's dealt with some injuries the last two years. But, I mean, he's a young superstar. I mean, he's he, a beast. He could, he could be the, the best player in the league if, if he can stay on the field. And, I mean, last year, uh, his stolen base total, you know, I mean, coming off an ACL tear and then stealing over 30 stolen bases. Uh, and the power is down a little bit, but if he gets that back, I mean, this guy's 30-30 threat, 40-40 threat every single year. Um, same with uh, Ozzy Albies, their, their star second baseman. He's dealt with injuries a bit. Um, you know, he... 
last year's a little bit of a down year. Um, but again, guys, incredible in the field. Like another 30-30 threat, 30 stolen base, 30 home runs. Um, and then Matt Olson, slugger. Uh, I'm saying everyone kind of had down here that team, but this team still <laughs> this team still won 101 games and, and won the East, and they lost to the eventual NL champs, the Phillies, in the playoffs. So uh, I think that this team, you know, has a, a ton more growth even then. And Austin Riley, their star third baseman, who he came up huge last year. Um, but then to top it off. They had the two guys that ended up in the first and second most votes for NL Rookie of the Year. Michael Harris, outfielder. Uh, this guy was batting in the ninth spot. That's how good their team was um, for most of his time up in the majors. And he wins NL Rookie of the Year. He was just that incredible, especially taking over while, you know, they faced some injuries. And then Spencer Strider, who if you guys have never seen a picture of this guy, uh, he, he no, looks like – <laughs> it looks like like a wild west like kind of villain. He, he's he's got these huge thighs and this like nice mustache. Yeah. Swiddle, Strider, Spencer uh, Strider, Spencer Swiddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he definitely does. He does yeah. look like a and this guy. Mustache. He's got the Selleck mustache. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he, he he came up last year. You know, he came out of the bullpen, just cocky as all hell. Uh, you know, and was just dominating. They, he ended up going to the rotation and killed it. They got second and no, uh, rookie of the year voting behind Harris. So that uh, must have been awkward. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you, you beat me by like 10 votes. Relax. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this seems low to stars and they should only get better. They added Russell Iglesias, uh, star closer from the angels, um, late last year. Um, and you know, their number one pitcher, Max Freed, Cy Young contender. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, the issues though, this team is in one of the toughest divisions. Uh, you got the Mets right behind them, they had the same amount of wins, same record last year. Uh, yeah, the, the Braves won a tiebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. you have the Phillies who won the NL. Um, so I mean, you, you have the Nationals aren't going to do anything. But, you know, you, you Marlins? have uh, the Marlins always <laughs> develop good pitching. Uh, they mm. just have one of the most abysmal offenses ever. And the park doesn't have, do them any favors. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's tough. And also, you know, as I mentioned, all these stars of theirs, Acuna and Albies specifically, are huge injury risk. And the Spencer Strider guy looked incredible last year. Same with Michael Harris, but, you know. Do they have a sophomore slump or anything? Especially Strider, who wasn't as big of a prospect. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's scary. You know, I mean, can, can he last the entire full season in the rotation um, for a guy that was, you know, coming as a reliever before? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that their rotation after Freed as well is a little, little weak. They have this guy, Kyle Wright, who was a prospect, fizzled out for a long time, a few years, still young, but – and dominate last year though um but besides that i mean it's it's a pretty underwhelming rotation uh charlie morton's there in bucko oh yeah. nice he had some his underlying numbers looked great last year but he just like lost it for a while i mean his era oh. was one of the worst in the majors and he ended up rebounding but um yeah so How old is uh, 
He's been around forever. Ancient. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd say late 30s. Yeah. 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 Do you guys do research mid uh, pod? So Very I down. Sometimes we try then, to we try to limit it just because it's bad recording, but right, yeah. I, it's my issue is I I like to go on tangents about stuff and so does mm. so does guy, yeah and and when we get in tangent territory that's when our ever looking up has to come into play because it's like <laughs> yeah. well we weren't we weren't prepared to talk about like the two thousand five Rams <laughs> so now yeah. we have to Google search who was on that team so, you gotta get the facts straight you know yeah we need we need fans, a gene. Uh, we need a dude, yeah. just like a point person to just look something up. We absolutely do. I always, <laughs> I always randomly throw out there, like I'll, th- we'll, we'll call it an internship. Man, college, yeah, yeah. it's a free credit. I'll sign off on stuff. I, I can't promise paid, but you know, <laughs> they're interns. Don't be paid. You guys have an official header, so yeah, I, I can send it for my firm. Just make it look like it's, a real it's a resume builder. internship. <laughs> Your firm be the one who signs off an internship and all they do uh, is law students. Yeah, we'll we'll see. They, they like to pay the interns an exorbitant amount of money. Uh, it's just me. It's just so. me smoking a bowl and just being like, "Hey, can you look this up?" <laughs> research, research. The, the title is a research intern. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they get paid a shit ton from your firm too, I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, then they start coming back on their like uh, review at the end of the summer. And they're like, "Hey, yeah, Zane made me Google the uh, the O four Browns." Like, we'll make him give you a good review at the end. Yeah, but it's good times. Good times. All right, number four. Right, number four. All right, four. Defending World Series champs, Houston Astros. Controversial team for a few years now, but. Uh, you know, I still, I still like them a lot. I love, I love the Astros. Uh, yeah. I, I just wanted the chaos if they won. I knew everybody would be pissed off, and that's all I wanted. You know, I think it proved to me, like, them winning this year, that um, everyone just really must hate Philadelphia more because it kind of stopped <laughs> all this complaint about the cheating scandal stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's that as big of a deal with the Astros winning now. Um, but, you know, the Astros, they, uh, they still sport – one of the best deepest lineups in the, in the game. Uh, so Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, kind of frontline it um, out in the outfield. Jordan probably shouldn't play outfield too much though, so they have him DHing a good bit, uh, especially once Michael Brantley comes back. But you know Tucker, five like five tool star. Uh, you know he's he's a threat on the base pass, good home run hitter. Um, in fact, he's one of these guys that should benefit a lot from the shift being banned. Uh, he was, you know, not a, a great average source, but now with the ship ban, it, it should bump him up a good bit. And Jordan Alvarez could be the the best home run hitter um, in the league. I mean, he has one of the most natural swings. He's a guy that could hit 300 and hit 40 bombs. Um, thing is with Jordan, though, you know, you know, he's he's coming off his first All Star appearance, but even last year he's hampered with injuries, and this spring he's starting off kind of the same way. And uh, you know, I mentioned earlier. Jose Altuve had the injury in the uh, World Baseball Classic, uh, so he's going to be out for about two months. Um, that's what they're projecting. Tough. But uh, also manning that infield, though, is Jeremy Pena, who was kind of out of nowhere last year as a rookie and actually did pretty incredible. Um, you know, he, he didn't win Rookie of the Year, but he was up there in the voting and everything. So, I mean, he, he could be a, a great source. At, and like I said, this lineup's so – stacked 
mm-hmm. that Pena might not, you know, will probably bat in like the bottom of the lineup. And this is a guy that's like a rookie of the year candidate last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, the offseason, though, wasn't that great for them. They retained Michael Brantley, who I mentioned. is an old, uh, good average hitter mm-hmm. on the outfield. Jose Brayu, who they have at first. Um, so, you know, good veteran presence there, but Justin Verlander left. Uh, I don't know, you know, um, what you guys uh, have seen with Verlander, but basically th- this guy misses two years, gets Tommy John out. I mean, he's in his late 30s, comes back and wins his third Cy Young Award. So mm-hmm. he was Jeez. lights out last year. Uh, incredible. And uh, with him... Where did he go to? He's good in the World Series, too. Yeah. Well, he, he went to a team that we might be discussing later in the year. Okay, okay. So a little preview for you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Verlander leaves, and that kind of leaves a hole. They've got Framber Valdez, who's been I- incredible um, for a few years now. Um, and, you know, Christian Javier, who's flashed, you know, some, some brilliance. Um, he, he looked looked great last year. He looked great in the playoffs. Um, Luis Garcia is another guy who's had some you know uh, some highlights. Uh, Lance McCullers is injured, but he might come back. So they've got good pitchers, but they don't have. I don't think Valdez is an ace to the same extent Verlander is. Um, good. They have a good bullpen with uh, Hazley. Um, but besides that, though, I, I think that they, they lack a little bit of depth in their they, rotation. They have a bunch of guys, but they don't have the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like they they and, the guy walk. Yeah. And, Could go well, but yeah, unlikely. I I think that, you know, the, the lucky thing for them is, even though they're dealing with injuries, Altuve to Jordan, that division pretty weak, especially compared to these other teams that are in like the top five who are all facing stiff competition. Uh, the Mariners were great last year. They've got some young superstars. Um, uh, Julio Rodriguez is, is the headliner there. Um, but, you know, some of it was a little fluky last year for the Mariners. It, it was unexpected for them to win over 90 games. Uh, and the Angels have arguably like the, the two best players in, in the league uh, with Mike Trout and, and Shohei Itani, uh, but they're just somehow always fuck up. It, it's they'll, actually they'll never be good. They'll never yeah. be. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how you have two generational talents and still like can't get over 500, but you know, what, what can you do? So I, I think mm-hmm. the Astros benefit, even though they didn't add much, if anything, they're weaker than their, as the world series uh, champ. I think they'll breeze through that division and, you know, that one. Okay. Like with any well, sport, you get in the, the real test comes in the playoffs. Yeah. Just, it's been down a little bit ever since the cheating scandal. Uh, mm-hmm. Bregman's honestly, uh, his average has dipped kind of tremendously. Uh, so he's not as much of a factor as he used to be. Yeah. Cause that's one of those, I mean, the first time around, especially the cheating scandal, it was like Altuve, Carrera and him. Were like the three reasons for getting that far, but I feel like this last championship run, I know I knew he was on the team like last year, and I saw him during like the parades and stuff, but I feel like I didn't hear his name at all the entire series. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and you know, Correa is also one of those ones where, like last year was a down year, and, and honestly, ever since the cheese scandal was kind of down, and, and the Mets actually tried signing Correa this offseason, uh, but and so did the Giants. They kept coming back with that he had this like underlying leg injury. Yeah, and so he, he ended up, um, you know, staying with the Twins. Um, so I I don't know what the hell was going on with him, but I think him and Bregman, if there's two guys that benefit from the the, the trash can or, or buzzer stuff, it'd be it would have been those two guys. Altuve still is you know incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tangent. Welcome to the tangent fest, Zane. Um, but do you remember? I thought this when you said the talking about the Angels. I immediately went and googled it. Do you remember when Joe Madden, um, ex Cubs manager, when then when that at the time Angels manager was like trying to like rally the troops, so he like shaved the mohawk into his head or like made a mohawk, and then he got like fired right afterwards. So like he did this like <laughs> grand gesture of getting a mohawk to like motivate the guys, and then he got fired in that same mohawk. <laughs> Madden is is probably my least favorite baseball manager of all time. Because, I absolutely agree, uh, especially when he's on those his Cubs teams. Whenever that's like we're we're pretty good too. I feel like he was just an asshole. He he would do the dumbest shit even during that World Series win, um, just with pitching management and everything like that. And yet it worked out for that one fucking season. And so he can always just say that he was a genius, basically. Uh, <laughs> even though like every expert, everyone's like, why the hell would you do that? Uh, but he was perennially did that. I mean, he mismatched the Angels too. So. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, I'm vindicating my hate, but yeah. No, no, I 100% agree with you. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Right, great guy. Yeah. Right. Number three. <laughs> three? <laughs> number three. Yeah. No, no, number three, San Diego Padres. Oh, uh, Slam Diego. Yeah. I have Slam Diego yeah. t shirt in my dresser, too. It's a Slam Diego. Got it from yeah. San Diego. Uh, you know, this team keeps kind of being the little brother to, to the Dodgers, uh, but I think this is the season that they, they break out of their shadow. Um, so, lineup-wise, you have Manny Machado, who is, is, at this point, Hall of Fame resume. He keeps going the way he's going. Surefire Hall of Fame. Absolutely. You have Fernando Tatis, who is be coming back. off some real boneheaded shit. Where he's already has a completely messed up shoulder, crashes his bike, fucks up his wrist, and then but gets on steroids. Then yeah, and then after the suspension, though, he's gonna be so much stronger now, more slammed <laughs> and slammed to Hega. Well, see, the goofy thing is, is that he still has never gotten this shoulder like fixed completely. Uh, he got surgery on the wrist and everything at the bike, but I, I believe that the shoulder he never actually got fixed at least in that the 2020 campaign um he played an entire season without it and they like people thought that he was gonna be out for the season and they dominated i mean he, so it's oh yeah he, the guy's an incredible athlete um now who knows being a year out of it with these injuries if they do progress um and who knows how long he's on peds i mean there's no way to tell um mm. But, you know, he's back. And then you also have Juan Soto, who might be the, the best pure hitter in the league. Now, he did have a pretty shitty year last year for Juan Soto standards. Uh, this guy should be one of the best, you know, on-base percentage, you know, uh, and, and 
high one of the highest OPS in the league, and he still had an incredible OPS. I think it was over 900, but the average dipped from what used to be high 200s, 300s to 250 something, uh, and it didn't get better. A lot of people speculated when the trade happened from the Nationals to the uh, Padres that oh he wouldn't he would get more protection in the Padres lineup, so they'd have to pitch to him, you know, kind of stir stuff up more. And that never happened. He was actually worse, you know, with the Padres than he was with the Nationals during that part of the year. So whether Soto, whether this just was a fluke thing or what, uh, you know, it's you know, we'll see. Uh, do you, and then do on, you think it's a fluke thing or do you think it's more of a? So with him, it, it's so interesting because he has such a good eye, but his line drive his ground ball rate went up you know fly ball rate went down and he was still getting power but it just wasn't translating and this isn't a guy that's purely power i mean he, he's hitting you know in the 30s um for home runs um but this isn't an aaron judge type of guy this is a guy that's uh, uh similar to mike trout i mean i don't mike trout you know during his 20s was the could steal as well um and it was you know had one of the greatest starts of your career ever so I, I don't want to give so as much credit but Soto has such a good eye at the plate that I think if anyone can rebound I don't think he's one of those guys that's just was good for a few years because he's athletic you know you get a lot of those guys yeah. that kind of beat the projections just because they're so athletic they can get to the base they can just belt the ball out of the park uh I think Soto just has such raw talent that it was kind of shocking he was as bad as he was last year, which is still like an all star level. Yeah. So top, it's, top quarter is still like top of end of the league. It's, it's his worst season, but yeah. yeah. I, I just if, think. If, I, if he keeps up the pace he's at, I mean, he's not many guys start off in 19 years old and, and do what he's done so far. World so. Series MVP at 19. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. And, and then on top of that, so we've talked about two of the best players in the league. A guy that's like a short fire Hall of Famer, Machado. And then they had Xander Bogarts, who's like a perennial all-star for the Boston Red Sox. Comes here, plays short. And, uh, you know, Xander, I, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but for a couple of years, the ball was juiced, as they called it. Yeah. So home run rates were through the roof. And you had a lot of guys who might not have been making out of the park as much, who all, like, all of a sudden during that time, were hitting over 30 home runs every single year. Xander has been down since the end of the Jupiter's fall era. Um, and his stats were down again last year. Still all-star talent, everything. Um, so I, 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 he's still an incredible like, acquisition. Um, but whether or not you know, he reclaims kind of that magic of when he was at his peak, you know, it's, it's, you know, we'll see. Um, and and then their rotation, you uh, Darvish, like the best, the best in the league. <laughs> it's if if it lives up to its potential, it, it's it's pretty incredible. You Darvish, uh, he might pitch tonight in the World Baseball Classic. He might come out of the pen to pitch. Um, you know, he's he's an all star. Joe Musgrove, former Bucko, he had his first all star appearance last year. Um, he killed it. And Blake Snell, who's had such an interesting career years ago when this guy first came up. Um, I think in his second year, he wins the Cy Young and has never even made an all-star appearance since. 
Uh, but he always has that potential. Um, he's a goofy guy too. Real goofy mm-hmm. guy. If you mm-hmm. watch some Blake Snell interviews, um, <laughs> he's a big gamer too. Uh, like Madden kind of gamer. Um, really? Then, he doesn't even play his own sport? That's weird. I don't know if he plays the show. But I, I watched a video where like he, he was like playing playing Madden. Uh, he's an uh, interesting accent to, to say okay. the least. <laughs> um, and uh and then they added last year josh Hader, who from the brewers who is was arguably the best closer in the league for years mm-hmm. um and he fell off completely when he got to the padres i mean this was a guy that would have a two something era you know every year and then he was in like the high fives uh going to the padres so I, I don't know what happened there i mean if he's gets it back. Um, he doesn't have like, a huge repertoire, but you usually don't need that as a closer. This guy just has the craziest slider ever and mm-hmm. like a okay. huge fastball. So um, that's kind of the issues with them. Uh, we kind of went over it as I described these guys though, but it's like, can, is Tatis going to be good? Will Soto rebound? You know, can some of these pitchers uh, reimagine themselves uh, with Snell and, and Hayter? And uh, and can they get past the Dodgers finally, uh, which is kind of been their their Achilles. Yeah. So <laughs> they've been I, a lot like the Chargers in the NFL. I yeah. feel like a lot of people support them, but they just there's that one team like the Chiefs or the like you can't do it, you can't get over that hump. Yeah, no, I actually I, I mean I I have the Padres hat on and I root for the Padres hard, but like they're not like my favorite team or anything. I I jumped on them. What uh was it? Be two years ago in the pod, I just mm-hmm. randomly picked them like preseason called out like, oh, I'm, I'm picking them to win this year. So I put like a twenty down, twenty bucks down on them to win. And that was the year like Fernando Tostes had like the insane year, and like they were like looking really good, but then like got, they came, they fell flat in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, but ever since then, I was kind of like all year I was riding them because I wanted them to win. So I was kind of really hyped and paying attention to the Padres more. <laughs> yeah, I, I I originally like started like liking the Padres and everything. I'm like, oh, they. You know, I didn't really know much about like the city of San Diego. It just felt like mm. they're kind of like a small market team. I don't think that's actually the case, San Diego. But like I thought, like oh, with the Dodgers in their division, and then, like the last few years, the Padres have been signing like they're like one of the top three teams, like spending every offseason. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, they, they're like a mini LA now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, San Diego's but, a cool city. Yeah. I, I I was there in September. It was one of the few days in the whole year it rains were there and they actually were supposed to play the Dodgers in San Diego. And I was trying to convince my fiance to, Hey, let's like last second check on game time or something and get some last. <laughs> oh. And I, but I got the hat, but I, they got rained out. <laughs> well, I, I heard that like basically the owner with the chargers moving, how, how long ago has it been since chargers moved to LA? Three years? years right? Three years, yeah. I was say four, that, so yeah, probably three. That that's su- supposedly that's like where it coincided them spending bigger because now they basically have the market share for sports. Oh. So yeah. like now they're like the the main attraction there. Um, that's a good point. So yeah, they they kind of filled in that gap where uh, Chargers fandom used to be. There's there's Padre stuff all over the city, and obviously we went in September like near crunch time of the season, but like. Yeah, no, they do. Like you, what you're you're saying, like that's the only team there now, so it's it, they're everywhere, all over the yeah. city. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wonder if the uh, A's will do something too. 
since the Raiders left. Uh, they're 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 about to leave too. They're about to join the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the A's are likely the, the worst team in the league again this year. They're actually abysmal. I mean, it's it's yeah. really really bad. Uh, they should change their letter based off how bad they are. <laughs> they're F minus. They're F minus. <laughs> Well, speaking of the A's, I don't know if you guys play MLB The Show at all, but they, they just announced that uh, it was a kind of a secret thing. Well, not a secret, but last minute that Mark McGuire is going to be in the game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys have you guys seen uh, uh, the Bash Brothers? Well, like, like, yeah, like yeah you, you told yeah. me about that. I gotta watch it. I haven't seen yeah, that. I never watched the documentary, but I I know who like I know that whole era, like that whole. Oh, so so Andy Samberg and one other guy yeah. from like the what Lonely Island, whatever. They made an entire like movie album as them playing Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, and they made like an album to it. They made like this like comedy like movie thing. Oh wow! And uh, it's uh, it, it got my wife into baseball like uh <laughs> she she watched that like i was like oh like we should watch it i think the first time she watched it without me she was like they're my favorite players ever now <laughs> <laughs> even though canseco is oh, like a, a maniac oh canseco is like just like, he's a yeah insane now he's like just tweeting crazy shit from like the desert <laughs> yeah yeah he's getting, um, he's yeah, de- definitely watch it. But my dream's a lot to to have them both on a team and the, uh, the best bros <laughs> on a team, and that would be the show. So that's awesome. That's yeah, I never got into the show, but I, I I've been, I mean, I just randomly got a bunch of like the show clips whenever the, this season, this news one came out for the season, mm-hmm. of like just random people online playing, and I now I'm kind of really want to get it really bad. <laughs> it, Although I got it my algorithm, but I it did, and I just got bombarded on instagram with a bunch of like there's that, that one that one little guy who plays the show all the time on live stream and oh he, yeah and, and, and like he would he's like he, he freaks out when he, he he hit the dinger i love it and now i'm really into it yeah they uh during the pandemic me and me and a few buddies got like a lead going of the show and so like every night there's nothing else going on you would just we'd get on be like hey let's play our match tonight and like it was it became like a a daily thing basically but uh, it's 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 a lot of fun me and my buddies yeah. did it without without did that with fifa like oh. we just all got jumped on the same fifa team when you do like, the my club thing it's fun oh. all right number two all right so i i hate i hate to say this i mean it, it feels <laughs> horrible to say but I'm, I'm gonna go with the, the new york yankees i hate the yankees. yeah I, fuck I hate the yankees them. although i did hear a thing it was uh Neil deGrasse Tyson said the reason he became a Yankees fan because he he's he's from New York. I forget which area though, but that he's when he was a kid he saw this like banner that said they call it the World Series, but why do they mostly play it in New York? And so I, I thought that's kind of funny. And then I then that's how uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson became a fan. But uh, I, I'm still not a fan. I found it funny, but I'm still not. Oh a yeah, fan. No, I, I, t- <laughs> I um. Tangent time, tangent time, real quick. I I just heard I had an, I listened to an interview with Jerry Springer, who's I don't know if a lot of people know this. He was born in London, Jerry Springer. Uh-huh. So his family's like from London, and he moved over to New York when they they came over, and uh, his parents didn't speak English or anything. So before they sent him off to grade school, 
Oh, they speak speak English, English, but they didn't really know like the uh, I meant by like they didn't know like, the New York culture or like what the what the dress the kids in because I'm pretty sure like they're afraid they're gonna set, dress them up in like shirts, ties, suits like they wear over in London. But yeah. They sent a New York public school to that, so <laughs> apparently his mom went out to like the uh, whatever department store uh, and like asked the person what should I dress my son in, so they just gave him like a full on Yankees uniform. Like hat everything, like and so they like she dress him up in that and send him to school. And Jerry Springer said, "Like, dude, like everybody loves me. Like they, like, they thought everyone was the coolest thing ever. So because of that, I just jumped on the Yankees." Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I I was at a uh so we I was at a work retreat in Orlando this past fall, and uh the the one night of the retreat they set up like we had like this resort, but they set up the whole parking lot of like. All these different like fancy food trucks so, yeah. and and this was a theme of like tailgate so you're supposed to wear a jersey from your city because like everyone from like country and canada and stuff were coming so you're supposed to wear like a sports jersey and i was the only one that wore a pirate jersey and i mean our and so i'm sitting there like bs with people and this old timer comes up and he goes what what is it like it was almost to the day he's like what did we just celebrate the 62nd anniversary of and I have a few drinks in me because I was at uh, I, I was at Disney earlier that day, and then um, oh, what's it called? No, a different day. But regardless, yeah, uh, I I had so many drinks that I forgot. But uh, he, he tells me what's the six second anniversary of, and I just thought Mazeroski. Oh, Mazeroski's home run. Yeah, and so and you know I know that I know I know the day I yeah. know you know 191960, but I had to think of it so quick. And he said, "Good, because uh, if you didn't know, I was gonna tell you to take off that jersey." <laughs> and, and so I end up BSing with this guy. Um, he watched that like live. Uh, I guess he passed the TV in like a department store, and like him, and, like kids, like watched it like in like a window display. And uh, he awesome. said, I mean, it was like the most incredible thing uh, seeing, oh. seeing the uh, the Buccos beat him. And I mean, that's why I've always heard from my grandparents and stuff too that it was. Uh, yeah. just, my my uh, grandparents always tell me that. My my mom was born like like a couple like I think she might have been a month old when that hit happened, and she was always saying how she was like at home with with the baby listening to it on the radio. Then the second the home run happened, she started freaking out because she's really into baseball. Ran downstairs to tell her like say like like to her friend like Can you believe it, Jack? We won the game. We won the game. And her friend wasn't even paying attention. And she my grandma tells <laughs> this story like all the time. Anytime that hit gets brought up and she's like like everyone else who's in this apartment complex where there's like housewives who didn't care about baseball and she's running around like can you guys believe it and like, no one, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's uh Mazeroski's house when we were house hunting a few years ago was like for sale and uh <laughs> I, I got i mean it wasn't anything it was just like a ranch house like it wasn't anything right home about but i was like that'd be pretty damn cool to own like Matt's house <laughs> like that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be cool like you'd invite someone over for like a drink and like halfway through the conversation you just look at am like guess what you're sitting in right now <laughs> yeah mazer mazeroski's house how about that that'd be so yeah. cool yeah. um uh, all right that was yankees talk right yeah <laughs> i mean they, they got this guy judge he hit a few homers last year uh they got Derek cool um you know the, the rotation they had carlos rodon who two years ago basically completely revitalized his career um, and is now like a Cy Young contender. I mean, the, the guy's been um, kind of incredible. Uh, he's banged up now. 
They just got Nestor Cortez last year in the rotation who came out of nowhere. Uh, like a like a Cy Young candidate campaign. Um, Luis Severino is another guy in that rotation who's often injured, but when he plays, he's amazing. Um, and then you add that with a bunch of guys that can just hit bombs. Uh, Stanton, um, you know, he only plays like 50 games a year, but uh, that's hyperbole to an extent. But um, Rizzo and Dawson are both getting older, but I mean, they still deliver. Uh, Gleyber Torres has shown signs of being a superstar. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he'll ever be as good as, again, he might have been one of those guys that benefit from the juice ball era. He was really damn good. I think it was like 2019. Uh, his, his rookie year, um, they just never found that power again. And uh, they have two infield prospects that are going to compete. Um, uh, Anthony Volpe and Oswald uh, Pereza, um, and both, you know, pretty high prospects. Uh, so, you know, we'll see there. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's basically a, a really talented team, but the thing is, is everyone I mentioned that rotation except for Cole is – always injured and I stands always injured Donaldson and Rizzo are pretty injury prone and they're getting older um Glaber's usually injured too I mean everyone's injured on the team like it's yeah. it's uh Cole's like the only one that like stays healthy and I also you know I worry about Judge to the extent that all of a sudden his contract year uh I, I don't know if you guys followed this last year but basically they offered him a huge contract and he rejected it and to bet on himself and then brace the AL home run record. <laughs> and so now that he has this huge monster contract, I, yeah, he, you know, there, there's some of those guys that once they get the contract, they can just coast by. And yeah. Yeah. Yankees probably secretly like, fuck, he had to do it this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. He could have had a solid outing and then do it after we saw him to like a mediocre contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, it, yeah. Uh, to, to go back to like show like Shohei Otani, Otani like should basically win MVP every year when he pitches at bats because like it's just his differentials because of his his wars they call it wins above replacement just so high. But like a guy literally had to break their league's fucking home run record for Otani <laughs> not to win. MVP last year, like, <laughs> and even then, like, a lot of people said Otani should still be judged, but that's just how incredible Otani is. But that's it's insane. Know, get back to the Yankees. Uh, oh yeah, Are, I I want to hear your opinion on this as, as a baseball fan. Uh, judge, is his record Mickey Mouse? Is the is the short porch kind of uh, the uh, Yankees Yankees of uh, fence not being deep? You think that's kind of the play there? Because I remember whenever, around the time he broke it, I think I brought a couple of stats to the pod of, like, a lot of people were saying that, but a lot of his, like, home runs were not in, or he had, like, a, like more home runs on the road or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, no. I, I wouldn't say that because, first off, while they do always have firepower, I mean, this isn't a, you know, I, I think maybe only Stanton hit over 30 home runs last year for the team. I, um shooting from the hip there a little bit, but it's not like they had another guy that was in the forties and they, they all, mm -hmm. all of their stats were super inflated. That's true. Judge has always shown the power. I mean, the guy's like six, seven. I mean, he's a monster. His issue's always been staying on the field, which again, getting the bigger contract, you know, maybe he's a little less likely to, um, but I, you know, ballpark dimensions vary so much. It's one of kind of the beauties of baseball mm -hmm. where like, 
I actually kind of like, you know, I, I appreciate that. I, I genuinely, some guys have very hard home and away splits, but like you said, Judge was even better away. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, I give him credit. But mm-hmm. I also don't really care as much about it being, you know, having the AL record because the other day, Barry Bonds has the whole record. So, the yeah, gap. yeah, but I mean, I he's, guess. yeah, he's, he's, he's the best ever. The only other hitter that's better is maybe Ted Williams. And Ted went and fought in World War in Korea and Bond took steroids. So, you know, you'd be the judge yeah. of character. Uh, or, or Pete Rose, who has a gambling addiction. Oh, Pete Rose, if you want Pete a Rose. long, much worse than gambling addiction. Pete Rose was, uh, was with some uh, younger ladies. And this is like Ooh. not... More stuff has come out over the years. I heard this from an old sports uh, sports law professor years ago who was like had some huge clients like Pettit, A Rod. Uh, he had uh, J.R. Smith. So this guy, <laughs> this guy was very in the note, but like he he had a friend that told him years ago about like how Pete basically by him getting like uh, blackballed, basically the MLB gave him that option and the narrative went that oh it's because he always bet for the team to win really that wasn't the case he he bet always but they kind of you know they didn't keep pursuing it or whatever so the narrative kind of got built over time but then he also said he always heard the rumor about pete having an affinity for teenage girls and there's like court cases and stuff too um and more stuff has come out over the last few years uh with pete rose about this stuff and he's just like horrible guy Damn. so well, I mean, yeah I, I really don't like yeah him. i'm glad i i'm glad he's not one of my like i'm glad it wasn't like dude pete rose what a guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always, well because i always heard the thing like pete should be in the hall of fame all he did was always bet on his team to win and then like since that like since i was a little kid since i've seen it's like every single day like this guy's just was total trash bag so oh yeah yeah um can i do another tangent is that all right yeah, well, me. Because um, I had this on my list for you to cover after. Um, but since we're talking about it, Barry Bonds, do you think he'll ever get in? Because you're talking about Pete Rose not getting the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I don't think Bonds is an issue with um, – I honestly don't think that the steroids is why Bonds is in. I think it's because Bonds is a douchebag. It was always mm-hmm. such an asshole to reporters. I mean, even way back, you know, with the Buckos. I mean, he was in the headlines for everything. Um, then even attacking his own teammates. Um, he is always disliked by the Player Association. He's always disliked by reporters. I mean, you couldn't even play the old baseball games with Barry Bonds because he wasn't part of, like, the MLBPA. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, – this guy basically just always shit on the league, but he's also, like, the, the greatest best. hitter ever. So it's like yeah. – th- it, there's a – a good video to watch. Do you guys ever watch John Boyce? Yeah, YouTube he's guy? hilarious. I always watch his like the breakdowns of reading the umps lips whenever he's him and the manager getting into it. So <laughs> he uh there he did a, a video where it was um Bonds' year that he, he broke like all the all these records. It basically his OPS was the highest in history. Yeah. That if Bonds never swung a bat that year, if he didn't even go to a plate with a bat. He was intentionally walked so many fucking times. He would still have the greatest OPS. 
ever. Like it was still been like one of the greatest hittings ever. If he never even swung the bat, just stood there for a whole season. Uh, yeah. That's how feared <laughs> he was at the plate. Um, I use that yeah. debate. I use that point in uh, anytime I get drunk and try to debate who's the best baseball player ever. I always bring up that that yeah. stat or whatever. That's, yeah, because I've heard that a million times. And, and and to go back to Ted Williams though, that guy literally like his career, he was the like triple crown winner for an entire career. He like had the highest home runs, uh, at average and and still like for an, an entire uh, That's crazy um career so you know uh and he in between that though the guy was a pilot like he left for wars twice in the middle of his prime it was still like killing it like hitting like over 400 so it's just like (laughs) yeah that's like the most american thing i've ever heard yeah (laughs) and you know he wasn't like a big like storm based guy or anything but like he he was literally just like the most pure hitter. Um, so, yeah. And did he freeze his head, too? His head's still somewhere. Man, I there. don't know. So, I've all, I've always heard that. I don't know if that's like... Uh, I heard he like, did what like, Walt Disney did. I, I That's what I've always heard. It, yeah. It, um, yeah, he, he was a jag-off, too, though. It's like these, these like, best of all time are... <laughs> baseball seems like a chill sport, but, like, those guys that are, like, at the top. I, um, they're some demons. Except like, yeah. Uh, I mean, Babe, Babe was supposed to be a nice guy, just like a severe alcoholic. So that's what I I I've heard that he was he was hitting the bottle like during games sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) The the one that gets a I'll defend one guy. The guy gets a bad rap is uh Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb like so like. Basically, if you ever watch that Ken Burns documentary, like baseball, it's incredible. Highly recommend yeah. it. But like that kind of perpetuated a lot of like the things about Ty Cobb being this, this huge racist, this horrible like asshole, like, you know, intentionally like spiking people, going to fight people in the stands. And so like, it's not that this guy's supposed to be that nice, but really the, the weird thing is, is all the info for that was based on some like crackpot journalist dude that like no one respected. He like wrote like a basically like, a hit piece book. And all of the evidence for that was from that one fucking source. So all the stuff that won the documentary about Ty Cobb and, and it, it's like and all those stories about Cobb went from there. And so then like kind of just kept getting repeated, repeated. And uh, he was supposed to be like an asshole, but not like that as bad. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he was beloved by teammates, everything like that. Um, that's one guy I always think about, like when they like say like, who's like the meanest people. Uh, and you know, I, I think Cobb kind of got uh, a little bit shafted hippies. by that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, tangent over. <laughs> yeah, Yankees. sorry, too many tangents. <laughs> too many tangents. Um. All right, who who got one? All right, then you know this this kind of hurts to say too, but uh, New York <laughs> Mets. Yes. Uh, so the, the the Mets, um, you know, they're coming off of. 101 season um they somehow didn't win their division like i said you know the same record as the other braves so uh but they only got better uh in the off season um they they lost jacob Degrom. okay who Degrom for for a, 
a few years, DeGrom was pitching lights out. Incredible. Um, you know, for a guy that came up later in his career, I mean, there's a case for a little bit that this guy could be a Hall of Famer. But the last two years, uh, he's basically been injured the whole time. I mean, he hasn't pitched for over 100 innings since 2019. And one of those was a shortened year, but still, um, you know, he, he just – he hasn't, uh, you know, been able to stay healthy. But in his place, though, they had Justin Verlander. So they now have two, you know, older guys, but both have aged gracefully. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Both are three-time Cy Young winners. So you have six Cy Youngs right there. Um, and, you know, e- even uh, elsewhere in their, their uh, rotation, like Carlos Grasco and stuff. I mean, it's still good pitchers. So I- incredible there. Their bullpen, as we mentioned earlier, Edwin Diaz, you know, he's going to be out for the year. But Adam Ottavino, David Robertson, like um, they have uh, Brooke Raley, all these guys who like all have closing potential, uh, have closed games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and last year were amazing. Um, you know, sub three RAs, which I mean, is an, as press for a lever, but these guys were dominant. Um, so they have incredible rotation, incredible bullpen, and then offense. You have guys like Brand Nimmo. You have guys like uh, Pete Alonso, who's a home run smashing monster. Francisco Lindor, who you know I, is is great. Um, I, I think that he's also maybe one of those guys that benefit a little bit from the juice ball, but he's still been very good. Starling Marte, old bucko. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Marte was injured last year, getting a little bit older, but, I mean, still it's just a deep lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, just having a rotation like that, uh, uh, just that pitching alone, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll, that's, that's what matters in the, you know, playoffs. Um, and they'll now, be buying by the trade deadline too, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, and I wouldn't doubt if they went and got another closer, um, just you know to shore things up. Like I said, they got that insurance money, so like they can go spend it uh, however they want. And, um, and Cohen and Cohen loves spending. Uh, the, we, we've yeah. made, he's made it very clear since he's a good cook <clears throat> for the team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, you know. The only thing is really holding the back. I mean, I guess you could say if Scherzer or Verlander get injured, but I mean, look, that that can happen to any team. I mean, I know these guys are older, but it's like they keep dominating. So it's like how, you know, and you can't you catch injury. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the offense, it's you know, deep lineup um, with with some you know stars there, but no real glaring holes. So. I, and I guess, I mean, they have a tough division, though. Braves, again, number one of my top five teams. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are a great team, too. I mean, they just won the NL. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. But, I mean, I, I think that the Mets are probably the most well-rounded team. Um, so, yeah. Good shit. I love yeah. it. That's good. Um, no, yeah, I, I like the Mets. I like I kind of I just said kind of Kevin how he's willing to spend – um, I've been rooting for them to win one with the new owner because that's like what could be. If we get a new owner in Pittsburgh, that's what could be. And it's kind of like they had a bad <laughs> owner for years with the Will Pawns. 
So I, and they finally get a, they finally sell, get a good owner who wants to spend in there. And now, uh, I mean, obviously they're a different market. They're New York compared to Pittsburgh, yeah. but still, like, mm-hmm. it, it, the Mets might as well be Pittsburgh and not in New York because the Yankees just dominate. Yeah, exactly. There's like a weird, like, well, not weird, but uh, the Buccos, like, fans growing up, like my dad's age, like, hated the Mets because we, we would, like, you know, they, they were competition in the NL, like the NL mm-hmm. playoffs too, like the initial series. And so, um, <clears throat> They, there was like I guess like there's like a, a phrase like Pittsburgh they would like print off shirts. My, my dad's like uh, had one that was like muck the fets. That would be like kind of the shirts they sell on the bridge, you know, like that shit. That's uh, awesome. So like deep down like I've, I've never liked the Mets, but if I was gonna choose between a World Series between them and the Yankees, uh, for all hell to break loose, I'd definitely take the Mets. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you think about the Buccas this year? All right, so they're improving. <laughs> All right. 101 losses in 2020, or yeah, 20, 2021, the hundred losses last year. Got my years mixed up for a second. Mm. So uh, yeah, so up one win uh, in a year. Um, Huge, huge progress. It's, it's actually kind of funny though, but like. They spent like nothing spent like over 30 million this year, which is like not a ton when guys are signing for 30 million a year. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, they, they brought in some capable veteran hitters, Choi and Santana, you know, that they, they will, they'll be good at the core spots. Uh, you know, they got decent veteran arm and Rich Hill. I, I don't want to overblow some, uh, we're, we're not talking about like all stars or even like, really like former all-stars. I think Carlos Santana might have one all-star game on his belt. Uh, <laughs> you know, Connor Joe, he was a, a guy that flashed some potential in Colorado last year. And the Buckers actually drafted him in the first round years ago. Mm. Uh, so when he started doing well last year for the Rockies, I'm like, I wish he was still on the Buckers. Uh, well, he's, he's back. He yeah. never played for us, but uh, he's back. And then, uh, you know, of course, uh, Andrew McCutcheon returns. And mm-hmm. I've had so many people ask me, like, like, oh, how do you feel about that? Like, or, or I'll see people online even say, like, this is stupid. Like, like people on Facebook and stuff. And it's like, look, this team's not going to fucking contend. Like, <laughs> have Andrew McCutcheon come around. Sell some sign tickets. some autographs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, mean, I remember as a little kid, I mean, even, like, as I got older, like, McCutcheon, uh, was always at pirate fest and he was there since he was like a prospect and mm-hmm. so i had like seen him for years and he was always like the chillest dude when i worked at whole foods he, <laughs> he was always he, he'd wear glasses and a hat to try like saying low key but i i you know my job there was to carry people's groceries i'd be like cut you, you need me to and he'd be like do a little way <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, and so you know he, he i love the guy i mean he, he's the coolest guy it, he wants uh my little cousin um, missed the line at a Buckos Fest, mm-hmm. and McCutcheon like saw, saw him like outside, but like right McCutcheon, he's like, "Hey, meet me over there." And so my cousin like brought him this jersey um, for, and he signed, and he's oh. like, "Do you want me?" And I already got something signed. Uh, I I already got a hat signed. He's like, "I can sign something else too while we're here." So I got my hoodie signed. I still have that shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have like a jersey, a hat. Uh, I have like a all this crap that he signed all these years at uh, Pirates Fest. Uh, mm-hmm. Just such a cool dude. No, he's yeah, awesome. 
It'd be sick to be at the home opener for with him. I know. Yeah. I've been th- I was thinking about that. Um, it's funny. My fiance, my fiance is like third cousin is his wife. Oh, so really? I mean, oh, really? <laughs> it's not spoiler. My cousin, my fiance, has never like was at a family barbecue with like Andrew McCutcheon, but they, she was with his wife at like a barbecue before. So now like her her whole family call him uh, McCutcheon McCousin. um no i i was reading kind of reading through what you were saying what you just said too of the pirates and on this podcast it's been ongoing since we started probably since in 2019 or whatever um i've been saying the buckos 2025 waiting for 2025 by then we're gonna actually be playoff contenders whether or not we're gonna i'm not saying we're gonna win the world series i'm saying we're gonna be like fighting and maybe a wild card team um how off am i on that in your opinion i mean all right so you're always gonna need (laughs) to add in talent um but i was spending some time kind of joking uh the, the quirky people we added the team already has young guys that if if they develop could be superstars brian hayes uh is an athletic third baseman. I mean, last year he he dipped a bit, Uh, but if he keeps developing where he was when he got called up, I mean, he could be a a perennial all-star. Which, which Kate Brown Hayes is, I think, the reason I created that take. Like, when I'm like, he, in which, like you said, last year he had a dip down, but he had a dip down batting. His his gloves was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the next guy you're saying too, uh, another big aspect, O'Neill Cruz, like he's a beast. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, if you ever look, uh, I'm kind of a nerd when I look like at the advanced stat stuff. Mm-hmm. His sprint speed is in like the 99th percentile, and so is his hard hit rate. It's insane. I mean, the, the guy is a walking highlight reel, and he's a six-seven shortstop. Like they just crazy. He, he might have killed someone drunk driving, but <laughs> uh, you know it. It had. Fins, I guess. Uh, they, they, they were, they had multiple people on like a little moped, and were also. I think they might have been drunk driving too, and so he hit them. This was years ago. It's but like you know two what? lefts make a right. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? If, if the guy hits thirty bombs and steals thirty bags, what can he do? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've cheered for worse. We've cheered for people for worse. They won two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. But no, no, o- O'Neill Cruz, though, he does have a lot of holes in his swing. I mean, that's the issue of being a 6'7 dude, especially it's not that he has the best plate discipline. Um, and he also has some holes in his glove, too. Uh, he, for how athletic he is, he isn't necessarily the best fielder. I, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually, you know, he's permanently out in the outfield. Um, but, and then also that, in the outfield. Yeah, oh. that seems that seems like something that kind of will get better with age, too. Like stuff like yeah. that. Like athleticism is always gonna like be a problem after your old prime, but like you can work on hand eye and you make your feeling better. You can work on different techniques of batting and stuff. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. And um and then we also have Brian Reynolds. So it's yeah. uh who's you know, all star out there. I mean, he, he had a great balance back last year. Um and you know, I know there's this controversy with, you know we given the extension trading him or not, but like, again, I, I'm not a fanboy for the nutting or, you know, pirates match by any means, but like at the same time, it's like to lock yourself into a big contract with a guy who like, and you, you know, you're definitely not competing right now. I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth on that, but you know, if, if they end up trading them, I think that they'll get a nice 
nice uh, outfields very shallow nowadays. Uh, th there's not as many great outfielders as as there were even just a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I um I also like that uh that local kid who closer Bernard Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. 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 Yeah. He was on the uh, Americans team for WBC. I, I heard. I read. Oh. He, he was in. He was in the bullpen. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I also just side note on we're sitting here. I just looked it up. Um, the first time I have recorded record saying Pirates 2025 was July 9th, 2021. I, I agree. With you. you know what? I'm going with 2025 too because I was gonna say they're gonna be a 75 win team this year. That was that was my prediction. <laughs> I think they're gonna surprise. If if you need to take the Vegas, I think like the Vegas line is at like 67 and a half or something like that. There is no way that this team is under 70 wins. The division's weak. Oh. The division has been weak. I, I would like, I would bet good money. If the line is still there at 67 and a half, I would take it over. That's Pitching right. wise, Rosie Contreras. <laughs> uh, We're doing the bet. <laughs> well, I did last year. I, I, I last year I bet the over on the Pirates uh, wins because I, I wanted something to cheer for. So like, yeah. it, it came, and I'm pretty sure whatever the Vegas line was, we lost. We were under that line by like three games. Like it literally wow. came down to the last two weeks. And me and my buddy were sweating it out, <laughs> like because he took it too. Well, and the thing is, is, like they might have the entire rotation might be like different by end of the year. They they basically have all these prospects. Rosie Contreras was up last year, looked very good at times. Um, had a little bit of trouble going deep into games, but it's, for a guy like that, it's kind of more in the more of like a reliever. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little bit tough. But Quinn Priester is one of their top prospects. Um, people, I mean, I, I had seen you know arguments that he could be a rookie of the year candidate if he gets called up early enough in the season. Um, then you have like uh, John uh, Ovidio, I can't say it, Ovidio, um, and, and Luis Ortiz. Um, and both, you know, these, these are guys that have made appearances, um, have, you know, been, been fine, um, but, you know, looked incredible in the minors. Um, Mike Burrows is another one, another top pitching prospect. These are all guys that like are at AAA, have gotten a taste of MLB action, um, and you could have an entire new rotation by the end of the year, basically. Because I mean, the only ones that really committed to, I mean, maybe Brew Baker, um, Mitch, Mitch Keller. I think they're kind of committed to. He, he's never panned out how he should have been. Um, but you know, I, I think that uh, you know, there's so much potential, and also a catching Andy Rodriguez. Um, our our big catching prospect was Henry Davis. Yeah, was top pick and everything. Um, who suffered through injuries and stuff, but you know I, I don't know if he'll come up this year. But Andy Rodriguez, uh, a lot of people thought he might break camp with the team. He's mashed last year uh, in the minors. Um, he he can play multiple positions too, but if you can get a good hitting catcher, you keep him there. Uh, so I mean, this this team has had one of the best prospect you know uh, prospect pools in, in the entire league for a few years now they're all they've been up there for a long time so it's kind of like uh you know coming to hatch now so we'll see uh we'll see what happens but i i 2025 i'm going with that as well i wish i could do a future on it now but 
Um, <laughs> I just looked at it sixty-seven and a half wins, so I did throw money on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's my uh, seal of approval, my, my Zane stamp. Yeah. If I come back at the All Star game, and, yeah. <laughs> if Zane I come back at the All Star game and they're at <laughs> yeah 20, 20 games, uh, twenty wins. Yeah, I feel feel bad. <laughs> um, who, who do you got for the World Series? To win it all. Who who do you have to go and then to win it? Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna say. So I also think the Mets will fuck up. It's, yeah, it's probably. Just like the most Mets thing to do. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying though. I, I think it's gonna be Braves versus. This goes against my ranking self, but but I think it will be Braves Blue Jays. I think. Ooh. No, no, Ooh. I'm going Astros. I'm going Astros. I, I think that I think Altuve comes back. I think Jordan might be a little injured now, but I, I think that they'll figure out the pitching. They have a young guy, um, Hunter Brown, I believe it is, at the okay. bottom of the rotation, who I think should develop over the year. Um, so that Braves Astros in the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think so. Two champ, last two champs versus each other, and I think the other Braves win it all. I think the yeah. Yankees, I'm worried about injuries. Uh, this goes against the rank itself, but really, no, you know, it's all right. No, so that's on paper. Just because you're the best regular season happen. team doesn't mean you're going to win it all. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Um, yeah. well, I only had one more thing, and we can make it quick because I know we're going long here, and I want to keep you. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the the batting clock? Oh, okay. <laughs> I I think it's fine. I mean, and and. There's some players that I think are a little obnoxious. Uh, um, Man Machado, I'm pretty sure, is very outspoken about it. Yeah. Well, you, like with the pitching stuff too, the pitching clock. Like, there's guys that always hate it. Like, like. Um, uh, yeah, I said batting clock. I'm at pitching count clock. Yeah. Um, Quato, Johnny Quato, um, who you know is notorious <laughs> for the popping the ball. Bomb. But Quato does a little shimmy shake. Uh, when he's pitching, I've always hated that shit. I just get the ball to the plate. At the same time, though, a lot of these changes to shorten the game, to me, is, like, ridiculous. And I I know I'm not, like, general audience, but, like, I don't feel like baseball games, like, feel like that much of a drag. Like, I feel like an NFL game, like, it when it's replays mm-hmm. for, like, a million replays going on every single, like, change of possession. Penalties, yeah. A basketball game, I mean, the last two minutes with the fouling and everything, I mean, it's just, like, a a nightmare. And so, like, my thing has always been, like, people love those games, even though they can go on forever. So I don't necessarily think that really is the issue of baseball. It's, like, changing it to the sake of speeding things up, I don't think will solve your viewership problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not against the pitch clock. I just don't think that it will really get the results they want. Maybe it will by hyping people up, like has speak into existence, being like, oh, the games are going to be shorter, quicker. Mm, yeah. Maybe more people start watching. Um, I think you just need to limit the number of games in a season. I I, I kind of agree, but I also – I don't know. I think, I think the players like that too because they don't have to play every single day pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. Like I, I kind of like it staying the way it is, just for stats and all that stuff. That's um, yeah. Now, and, and like I'm also not a fan of you know they, um, how they like have had like the uh, in extra innings 
play like a man on second base. Yeah, um, like the Ghost Runner stuff. I was that's so stupid. It. Yeah, I, I, I like the pitch clock way better than like that. Cause... Yeah, I, if if I was gonna choose something, it'd be pitch clock stuff because at least it's not like changing the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the worst part about the pitch clock is the batting aspect of it, where like. If you're not in the box by the time that clock gets to what 15 seconds, you get an automatic strike. Yeah. Which, which I think that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the worst part about it. But you're gonna have to keep both sides uh, accountable, so it makes sense to actually keep it. But like, still, strikes tough. Like, <laughs> I, I think a few people in spring training struck out via not being in the box in time or in the box with their hand up. Like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I my thing like I, MLB needs to focus on marketing like players, um, you know, just getting like star personalities out there. Uh, and I think yeah. a lot of these young guys like have pretty like big personalities. Um, Jazz Chisholm's uh, a guy's gonna be on the cover of MLB the show. Uh, plays for the uh, the Marlins. Um, he's uh, you know kind of superstar potential um big person tatis another one big personality mm-hmm. um you know uh, and even even guys like uh trevor bauer uh, had a big personality but now he's pitching japan uh, so <laughs> so maybe not too big of a personality but um yeah i i think that there's needs to kind of focus on that and and you know it's working internationally um mm-hmm. but just like at home you know when you guys talk about nba or anything there's so many like big names you can think of mm-hmm. and, and relate to you you can picture what guy looks like in your mind you can picture their style all this yeah. stuff i just don't think that like baseball has had that in a long time yeah i agree there's certain people that you can picture in your mind but it's more of like a team aspect where you yeah. think team more so than a player I also think it's tough whenever your best player in your league for a decade is on like the worst team in the league with Mike Trout. Like I think <laughs> that, that that takes a big hit that your best player is never in the playoffs and never winning a World Series because yeah. your team's a shit show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Trout also, Manfred had actively gone upset with him before because Trout wasn't promoting himself enough. Because Trout is like this very reserved, quiet guy. His like dream job to be a meteorologist so like he's like <laughs> gone on news stations and like told the weather and stuff but like he doesn't he just never really marketed himself um that's great that's funny. yeah big philly scumbag too <laughs> yeah he's, he's a huge eagles guy because he's yeah. from philly so like he's he's one of those guys where's yeah. he from because they used to call him like the something meteorite or something like uh look up his hometown yeah Midland? Uh, it might be that. There's That's something the like fire that. from the hip guy. That'd be good. It's gotta it be an M word, right? Probably Midland. Um, it's Vineland, New Jersey, Vinland. Ah, uh, Vinland. Um, the Millville Meteor. Millville. Millville. Wow. I don't know where. He's, he, so he's like a Pittsburgh guy that. No, Millville. That that's Millvale. Oh, uh, Millvale. Okay. Millville's out in Jersey. Yeah, okay. 
That'd be sweet if he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. That would be cool, like, yeah. I mean, I would I definitely would have known that. He would have went to <laughs> Shaler High School if that was the case. It would have been funny. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you have any anything other? else? Yeah. Um. No, you guys got any – do you want any fancy questions? I mean, I, I anything you need. Yeah. All right. We'll do real quick before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Who – because you, 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 you said you drafted already? Yeah, drafted. Who I so I have a draft Sunday. So I'm basically asking more less I don't care about the listeners at this point. Yeah. I wanna I wanna know who your your recommendation for like a mid to late round steel guy. Like who did you get that you're like oh. this is a good sleeper? Because I obviously you can kinda of tell my knowledge of baseball from the conversation. Like I know the guys, but it's when we get yeah. down to like the, the like, who's like the fourth best player on each team. That's what I'm gonna need help. <laughs> Okay, so our, I'm going to ask, like, clarifying stuff, but try and keep it simple. Is your league categories? Yeah, which I hate categories. Baseball, not too bad with categories, I think, um, but I hate categories in general for fantasy. Is it is it head-to-head, like, you face a guy? Yeah. Like each, and then do your lineups lock? Is it, do you set your lineup for the whole week or daily? Daily. Okay. So, first off, if you can get the first overall pick, in a daily league, I traded up to get it. I swapped with a guy. Always get Shohei Otani. I fucked up last year because I thought, oh, the year before 2021 was a fluke. If you could somehow get to the first overall pick, having a daily guy that can like bat and pitch, you basically get like an extra roster spot and you get like a guy that's like top ten in each. Yeah. Code. That's my number one. But oh, yeah. as it goes for if if you can't get the first overall pick. You're already dead because the guy that should win it all. But yeah, uh, <laughs> um, mid-level guys, I think you get go heavy hit like hitters heavy, uh, especially third base. Get a third baseman in the second round, and then get outfielders after that. Get a guy like Schwarber should be a good source of home runs. You can probably get him in, like the fourth. He uh, just hit one in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, really? there you go. Really yeah. yeah. Um. I would say some like late r- later round guys, Lars Newtbar. He's on the Cardinals. This guy's like advanced stats. If if you look at it, it's like all red. He, he's like in the 99th percentile for like everything. Came out of like nowhere last year. Um, I'd say trying to think of like Rowdy Telez. He's a he's a home run hitter. Uh, yeah, I don't think these people are real people. Rowdy Telez. He's a he's a real big guy on the uh the, the Brewers. He just mm-hmm. hits bombs. Um I'd say Willie Adamas is, is still going a little bit or maybe in the top one hundred, but still mid round shortstop. Um but I mean, he was hitting bombs last year and he never had a bad average until last year, so I think he's gonna be uh a real nice uh trying to think who else would be like a top of my mind because these are already helping me a lot because i i mean i i last was my first year doing fantasy baseball and i had a good team but i went more name recognition for me yeah but now now i've got a couple guys i'm like i'm gonna have in my head i think i had my first pick last year was bryce harper which was great until he got hurt yeah um i i i, I honestly forget that's my team i feel like when i was looking at my team on paper it was awesome I had like you Darvish is one part of my one of my starting pitchers. I had um 
Oh, Guy's favorite player. Uh, I've got to say his name, Guy. No, oh, Arnado. <laughs> Nolan Arnado. I love Nolan Arnado. It's Arnado. It's a much cooler last name. As, so the, the one issue is uh, this year, I used to always be big into getting the breakout guys, like the, the prospects, the breakout guys. The one of the reasons why I'm having a little bit of trouble telling you, like, breakout, like, late guys, is I got just reliable. They could be older. They could be whatever. But I went with, like, zero upside guys. Like, I just went the entire draft with, like, getting, like, hey, look, it's an older guy. He might not be as flashy, but he'll get me some stats here and there. Uh, you know you're gonna we're gonna get instead of rolling the dice. Yeah, it, it killed me for a few years where I was just getting these guys that are just like, oh, they could be a league winner, but then you have fucking ten of them, and then like you end up mm-hmm. dropping the one that turns into a league winner, and you're, yeah. So it's, so, it's yeah, it's tough. That's fantasy in general, though. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, this I was. I appreciate uh, you coming on. We we really needed that. Yeah, for sure. We don't talk about at all, and we, so we need we need an expert. Everyone. Yeah, this will probably talk. be our baseball talk for the whole season until like, the playoffs. Maybe. <laughs> well, until until you come back on for playoffs, and we'll try to get uh, the other guy, Meter, so we can actually have two people who know baseball <laughs> have a conversation. Me- Meter's Meter, a Boston can, boy, sitting there not saying uh, another Boston uh, boy. Yeah, well, um, if you, uh, yeah, I mean, I can come on for like a much shorter version all-star break or some shit too but uh cut hey guys and cut whatever you need out of this too so uh, you won't hurt my feel if this ends up being a five minute clip where it's just me going like no no. (laughs) keeping everything including the mess up oh yeah great yeah Yeah. the cat puking over here i just watch it just (laughs) i I felt like uh, when you're in a horror movie you just watch like a horror like you can't like look at you after He's yeah, like, yeah. Why aren't you taking care of me? He's trying to jump on my lap right after. It's like Scumbag. you slobber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hope I you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've fought off cats like maybe fifteen times. Yeah, I don't know if any yeah. of it showed up on the screen, but yeah. if I ever look like I'm like jerking it a little bit, uh, <laughs> I also didn't even notice. I'm yeah. I'm so ADHD. I'm I'm just, I was was moving around in my own thing i don't have cats so i didn't even notice all right well well, thanks thanks for coming on yeah Yeah. good to see you you again sounds good all right see you guys so i take the tank fly it right up to the general's palace drop it at his feet i'm like boom you looking for this all right and let's get into some pop culture leading off movies Shazam 2 dropped this past weekend. I didn't see it. I thought I might see it this weekend, but I might try this weekend coming up. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'll listen to, I'll listen to a spoiler review because I don't care on seeing it. And yeah. I, they said it was awful. awful. Awful? I heard, like, average. Like, very meh. They uh, Like, 5 to 6 out of 10. That's pretty awful. Like, I don't think that's bad. awful. That's pretty bad. Eh. Um... That's bad. 50%? It's half good? Yeah, but it's not based off like a 50%. It's not like a grading scale. 5 out of 10 is 50%. I'd say three. I'd say two or three is bad and awful. Four to five. Four to five is bad. I think two to I think two to one to three is like unwatchable. No, one to three is like. I'd say zero to one is unwatchable. Two to three is awful. Three to four is bad bad four to five 
and five to six are in like a mediocre range where it could be like less than mediocre or a little bit better than mediocre than six to seven's average or six, six to seven's like good. The seven to eight is awesome. Eight to nine is amazing. Ten's fantastic. But you've been hearing it's a five to ten. I feel like that scale's specific for you. Yeah. I, yeah, but you've said you've been hearing it's five to ten. So if that scale's specific for you, then a five or someone else's scale could be a, a three on your scale. It could. It could. But I mean, whatever. Um, well, it was like scale bars. So I listened to their thing, and they but all four of them shat on it. Okay. Like, hard. I heard – I think I did see that interview. Like, their biggest complaint was – uh. Maybe it wasn't that one, but it was like their biggest complaint is that uh, Zachary Levi's character is so energetic and like upbeat and yeah, that's, that's one thing that they said it was and like ready to go. Like all the other like transfers, tra- mm-hmm. they had the same personality throughout. Yeah, but like the teenage version of Billy Batson was like a moody, like angsty teen. Okay, and then when he turned to Zachary Levi, he was like a four year old. Like wow, this is awesome. Yeah, and it's like they didn't match at all. Gotcha. Okay, but Freddie's guys did. Okay, that's good. like very well. They yeah. said that's they said that's probably he's probably the best part of the movie. Okay, which expected. He's but the they best, said the rest of it. He's the best trash. young actor out of that film. Yeah, but the rest. They said it's bad. Okay, um, it, it sounded bad. I also saw some of the higher ups at Warner Brothers were blaming Dwayne Johnson for declining any crossovers between the two characters, and that's why they said the movie's not doing as well. Originally, he's supposed to be the villain in this one, and I kind of agree with Warner Brothers on this one. Yeah, what did you see? I mean, if you, were, if you were kind of building this like universe, intending for the second one to have Black Adam in it, I mean, yeah, I'd blame him too. Yeah, I think he said something about it on the red carpet, on the champagne carpet at the Oscars. Oh, uh, okay. Like uh, The Rock did. Oh, uh, The Rock did. Like p- p- blaming Warner Brothers <laughs> for <laughs> Black Adam sucking, or yeah, or something. Saying so, he, I think he worded it like, you can have. A football coach and a quarterback who won Super Bowls when a new owner comes in, if they don't want to have that coach or quarterback, they can get rid of it. And that was like him saying why DC is like getting rid of all like the DC stuff. All right. Like a new owner came in, and even though your quarterback and coach won Super Bowls, you're still going to kick him to the curb. I feel like The Rock's a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> Do you think so? I've, I've been hearing this take a lot lately like i don't think he's a piece of shit i think there's i think he's very egotistical but yeah that's for sure way i think he's like the types of like dude uh like in an energetic way like sitting down and hanging out with like dude all right so cool all right like, the best yeah but like not like a piece of shaz and like as soon as like when cameras are rolling like get the fuck out of the way kid or I think he's a good guy to everybody, mm. but he's just very egotistical about himself. Because um, I don't know. I just feel like it almost seems like he did the like, OK, if you're like fan casted as a superhero and you're all about it, I feel like you'd want to do a Shazam movie. You know what I mean? Like, why would you not want to do that? I don't know. It's like part of the character. Like, that's his main intact or that's his main like. Uh, fe- rivalry like in the entire comic line. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you agree to doing that movie? Maybe I'm he's thinking he's egotistical and he wants but, to be the guy. But like, maybe it's also like he's like, I don't really want to be labeled with the superhero movies, but everybody wants me for this movie. And they won't stop asking me, so I'll do it. It won't be that successful. So then they'll never ask me to do it again. And then I, I also appease the fans. I don't think that's that at all. Okay. I think I think it's more of the 
he's egotistical. Mm. I'm pretty sure he has something in his contracts that he can't lose fights in movies. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's like, there's an actual thing where like, if you watch all of movies, like there's fist fights, he always wins. Cause he has like, cause he's so egotistical. He can't lose. That's why he doesn't want to be a villain. That's hilarious. Maybe he, maybe you're right to the extent where he doesn't want to be in superhero movies to be a villain. He mm. wants to be like the anti-hero hero guy. Yeah. So he tried overly do to overcorrect it, and it sucked. It did suck. I'm trying to. I, I'm so glad I didn't see it. I, I, do you continue? I'm gonna find Pierce Brosnan saved that movie for me. Really? He was so good. And he's like the one. He was I, a great Doctor Fate. Which, yeah, he's great. Actor. And Hawkman was good as well. Like all the Justice Society was good in that movie. It was just like. Black Adam was not doing much. Like he was just the It was just a, it was like The Rock. It was just The Rock is a superhero. That was the movie. I don't know. Wait, sorry. How did you yeah. find it? Yeah. So digging deeper, it appears as if The Rock's contractual clause from Fast and Furious has been officially retained for Black Adam, which essentially stipulates that the actor cannot lose a fight on screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And, oh, th- this article from Screen Rant says that Vin Diesel and Jason Statham also have that in their contracts. Is that a common thing, maybe? I, I don't think And they're so. just, like, prosecuting The Rock for it? I wonder. I mean, I, now that you say Jason Statham has it and Vin Diesel has it, I mean, not great. Well, they're all in the same movie franchise, though, so they might all have it in their contract for Fast and Furious. That's such a weird thing to put in a contract. If I'm an actor, I'd want to lose a fight because then that gives my hero a chance to redeem himself. Yeah, that's true too. It's just like to get any fancy I ever thought in my life. If I could like write yeah. something around like uh, this or that, I would always have myself losing and coming back and winning at the end. Like how how is like a director supposed to write a good story if like all these actors and actresses are like, oh, I can't lose a fight on screen. It's like, well, then yeah. I don't want you for this role. It's you, like well, the you, studio booked me. Every, it's like so fuck you. Every hero has to have a flaw where it's like you can lose. Exactly. Yeah, that's how you do character development. Yeah. Every good story, heroes or not, has yeah. to lose at some point. Damn. All right. Black Adam sucks. All right. A um, little bit of sad news. RIP to Lance Riddick, who passed away this past week. He was in the John Wick franchise more recently. And um, he also played uh, a video game character, like an a- adaptation of one, I think, too. Um, or no, he played himself. It was like himself in the game, but it was a character. I can't remember. I think it was like De- uh, Destiny, maybe. Oh. I think it was that. Um, but also, Paul Grant, who was one of the Ewoks involved with like Star Wars back in the day, mm-hmm. and also in the Harry Potter films, I think is one of the goblins. Hmm. Yeah. He passed away. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, though, Jordan Peele. Confirmed that his fourth movie in his universe will release around Christmas of 2024. Hmm. Hmm. He also doubled down that there is a connection between Nope and us in his uh, in the newest movie. Hmm. I, I saw a review where people were speculating it's one of the restaurants. Um, one of the restaurants where the characters in Nope meet up to like discuss the plan. And it's the same restaurant where they were in us as well. Hmm. You can't do this the whole segment. <laughs> I just don't have anything to say about it. I haven't seen Nope. <laughs> I have not seen Nope. I don't know who Lance Reddick. You haven't seen Reddick. Nope? Not yet. What? I've been oh. I haven't went to for a year. 
My bad. I thought you saw Nope. Uh, Nope. <laughs> no, it's because she doesn't listen. That bitch of fiance. <laughs> no, she. No, I'm just kidding. But she, there's some movies. What would she do if you went home and she after listens. work Friday and she's in the middle of the podcast listening? Would you like run to it? I and hear shut just it off? the part leading up to this. Yeah, yeah. Like you hear like, all right, pop culture. <laughs> Uh, no, she's not a bitch, but she <laughs> saved yourself. The way I, so there's sometimes she says, Oh, I want to see this movie when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And I say, Oh, me too. And then she just won't like when we see each other, I'm like, let's go see a movie. She's like, I want to go see a movie tonight. Okay, uh... That's fine. And then we just don't see the movie because it's out of theaters. But then if I go see the movie without her, she gets mad at me for seeing without her. So I have to like I get held hostage for some movies. Nope was one of those movies that I just miss because I That's can't go without her. But it's I can't get her to go. You know what you gotta do? You what? gotta be like, hey, this is the last week. It's in theaters. Yeah, I gotta be like, you gotta go see it now. So it's like now or never. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't really want to go. It's like, well, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. I, and then just go. And then even if it's not the last week, fuck it. Opening <laughs> weekend, like this is the last week, babe. it's about to be out. <laughs> I've been seeing it all over. Like I'm gonna, wa- I want to watch it streaming, but like it's one of those I just mm-hmm. need to, to sit her down and watch it. Yeah, it's gonna take a little bit. Um, all right. Um, also Guardians. for movie, yeah, the Guardians mm-hmm. runtime got announced. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. It's gonna be at two and a half hours for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of that. Uh, I'm fine with being longer. I like it being longer, and I think it gives a lot of time for the exposition they're gonna have. Farewelling all the Guardians of the Galaxy cast, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing it's going to be Rocket, Chris Pratt, and Drax. They'll be writing off. They'll probably keep Groot because that's a big money-making toy item. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can utilize some of the other Guardians. Probably is in uh, Zozalanda, too. She'll probably be out of it. I think they'll try Zoe's to find Andala a... or Zoe... I thought it was Solanda, Zoe Solanda or whatever. Zoe Solanda? I have no idea. <laughs> you have me Gamora. Say, Whoever yeah, no. plays Gamora. Her, her first name's Zoe. Okay, Zoe, Zoe, is, same. Almost. You got me all screwed up now. It's, it's Zondala. Or, is it? No. Yeah, it's like Zondala. Yeah, but that's how it's pronounced. Zendaya? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Salamander? Saldania. All right. Because there's... Is it Zoe Kravitz? Is that the one I was thinking, maybe? Zoe Kravitz. Is Zoe somewhere. Kravitz. Okay. They're both spelled Zoe, Z-O-E. Oh, that's lame. Just put the Y. Is that what's supposed... Isn't that Y supposed to go at the end of Zoe, or is that just because Zoe 101 that I'm thinking of that? I think... I don't know, because... Is that like a common now thing? Now I'm thinking about the only Zoe I know with the Y is Zoe 101. Zoe Salanda. And yeah, actually, now you say that, that is the only one, Zoe I know with a Y. But also, those are the only three Zoes I know. Zoe. No idea. Do you, do you know any Zoes in real life? No, no Zoes in real life. I don't think I do either. We need, we need to reactivate the name Zoe. That's not a bad idea. Name Start knocking bitches off the name kids Zoe. <laughs> they do like that most popular names thing, and it's just like Zoe number one for one year. 
right. Did you find it? You found that YouTube account that just pronounces words in English? <laughs> I thought you were fucking with me. No. <laughs> oh, oh no. Saldana? Zoe Saldana? Saldana? There's no way it's Saldana. There's absolutely Zoe no Saldana? way. Zaldana. Zaldana? Do we no. have the correct pronunciation of your name? Yeah, they even ask. <laughs> no, that's they even right. ask if we're right. There's no way that's real. Here's another YouTube account, different one. Just look up like a review of one Zoe of her movies. Saldana. Is it Saldana? Zoe Saldana. I don't know. I don't know, man. But all right. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. here's E News. Say we've been saying her name wrong. I just learned Denzel is Denzel. Lindsay Lohan's not Lindsay Lohan. So are you Zoe Saldana? I'm Zoe Saldana. We have been saying it wrong. Fuck no, me. it's okay. It's Fuck okay. Me. I, I this is gave bullshit. that to you. Like, I was the this is bullshit. Fuck the media. Ruining pronunciations for me. Oh, there was one night I feel like I pulled up that pronunciations.com mm-hmm. and I listened to just random things. <laughs> like, 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 the, like, just a rabbit hole. Oh my god! I was in like ten because they because they just kept being funnier and funnier. Gotcha. Oh, I need to. I think it was like a Chinese man doing it. Oh, I'm trying to remember where that was. Um, but anything else from movies you want to toss in? I think Rocket's gonna die, and I think Drax is gonna die. I think that's it. Okay. Um, so I think Chris Pratt is gonna is willing to do more movies for money, money, money. Probably. And I think Avengers are gonna need him. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, all right, let's take it over to TV. The new episode of The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 4. Woof. The Foundling. Woof. Yeah, it was a 32-minute episode, but holy hell, we got a lot in 32 minutes. What was that? What was I making earlier? Wait, what? What was I doing earlier? Yep. Yep. What are you, what are you talking about? I wasn't like expanding on anything. I was just gonna do that. Okay. Be funny again, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. Um, I love the beginning because okay, so you have first of all you had the dark battle between the Mandalorian child and Grogu. Awesome. That was awesome. Then you go into that uh, Mandalorian kid getting kidnapped by that bird dinosaur raptor, raptor thing. Yeah, and then I thought they were gonna go to that event immediately like to that kidnapping or that abduction whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it but then you watch the armorer and grogu go off and they're talking about like foundling stuff and the like the lore of mandalorian like culture and things like that and then we see the camera going with that kind of uh direction and i'm like oh i'd much rather have this i'm so happy and then they go all into that and the armorer's making an armor piece for grogu and he gets the visions of the uh, day of Order 66 and the Jedi Temple being invaded by clones. You see him like escaping with all the other Jedi. And it's just like, it's kind of like a baton pass of Grogu trying to get him out. And then he goes, he gets to an elevator. He goes up the elevator. We finally see uh, Ahmed Best, Ahmad Best. Yeah. Who was the That's awesome. Yeah. Who was the actor for Jar Jar Binks? He was playing Kellerin. Yeah, Kellen Bork. Kellen Bork or Beck. Beck, Beck, yeah. B-E-Q. 
Yeah, who was like a deep lore character in like one of the video games, I guess. Yeah, it was something where like I didn't know who he was, but then I watched a breakdown. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Yeah. Then it went into that guy. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's cool. So when we get that cool action sequence of him like taking Grogu on a ship, getting away from the Empire, um, and then that we go back, we see the wait in the ship too. Was in a in the one the Naboo. Yeah, ships. Star, yeah, starfighters. Yeah, from uh, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. Yeah. So now there's two Phantom Menace ships in it because obviously Mando drive flies his Naboo starfighter. Yeah, true. And then there's the one that the cruiser Naboo cruiser. Mm-hmm. I think that's the silver one. Sick. Yeah. Um. Then we go back. He gets his uh, armor piece, a little chest piece to put with his. Uh, Wait, sorry, real quick too. Yeah. That speeder chase on Coruscant was sick. Yeah, that was good. That was really that was sick. I mean, they. I don't know. People, people were like, not loving this episode, but I loved it. I say I didn't listen. I didn't watch any other reviews or anything like that. IGN gave it like a seven or eight, six. IGN or something. sucks. I know, but like, I just, I kind of just go from that, and I liked it a lot more than that. Um, did they give the last episode like a two because it's too dark? And it was amazing. Not the last one, the one before. They gave it a six or seven, I think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we he gets his armor piece, and then we go over to the kidnapping story, the abduction. And that was awesome, too, because <laughs> a uh, great action sequence flying through the sky. It was also just funny. I thought it was very well directed, and also it was directed by Carl Weathers. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, it was very interesting to see them trying to climb to scale a mountain to get to the bird's nest. Mm-hmm. Because they probably never had to climb much in their entire life. So they were all kind of like struggling with it. <laughs> yeah. And also, true. like, you're wearing a mask where you can't see shit, anyways. Like, I thought it was very well, like, directed. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, because I was like, why are they all struggling? I was like, oh, well, I guess they always flew with their jetpacks. So I never really needed to scale a mountain before. Um, but then you get to the top, Paz Vizsla, he obviously rushes in because it's his kid. And it was a bad mistake. That's my son. Yeah, I was like, all right, but still, man. Like, oh, yeah, then he immediately gets, like, gobbled up. Yeah, yeah. Immediately the big bird comes down and um, gobbles him up because, because he's, like, trying to attack it. But the flying through the sky sequence is awesome. I like that. Oh, dude, whenever Mando got the kid to drop and picks him up and then it had to really faint, like, the Mando theme song as mm-hmm. he did, I thought that was so sweet yeah. musically. Like, Joy's doing that. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, anything else from the episode though? Um, was there? Oh, the, yeah, there, the, there's a Bo-Katan saying, "What well, if I saw a Mythosaur at the end?" Oh the armor, yeah, she's she like, "What do you mean?" Him. She's like, "What are you talking about, you psycho?" Yeah, but then she, kinda, she gets the armor piece of the Mythosaur. The mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I thought that was cool too. That was cool. Um, I was like, "Am I allowed to use a Mythosaur?" And then I was like, "Mythosaur belongs to everybody." Also, am I crazy or is Bo-Katan Absolutely thick in this season. Have you noticed? Dumb, dummy thick? Dummy thick. Oh, yeah. Case with Zakoff is hot. True, true. But, like, even with, like, all the Mandalorian armor, you think you mm-hmm. wouldn't notice. But, yeah, it's there. She it's dummy there. thick. Dummy thick. Dummy thick. Yeah. She got the walk, too. Yeah. The, the wop? Strut. The strut. No, the wop. Uh, I think you got that wop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, dude. You're raunchy over there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it from The Mandalorian, though. Was there anything else? I can't. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think that was no, it. They didn't, that, those were just the two swirling. They didn't yeah. cut it anywhere else. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm glad we didn't cut to like Pershing or something like that. Like halfway through the episode. I'm happy we kind of moved away from that a little bit. Um, all right. Next thing, the what Bad cut, Batch. What, what they did cut to like Thrawn, they said. They wouldn't just cut the Thrawn. That's going to be like the season finale, if anything. See, what if they just randomly did? Mm-hmm. That, so that'll be like the season finale, I'm thinking. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the warlord who bombed Bogotan's castle. Yeah, and that's where we'll like kind of find that out. Yeah, they're gonna think it's Gideon because mm-hmm. Gideon's yeah. on the loose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's be Thrawn. Um, next up, the Bad Batch episode fourteen, season two. Um, great episode. Uh, pretty much setting up for the finale. Which you wa- is what? Uh, it's gonna be two weeks. So, no, so, so next week is the penultimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the finale. Um, I mean, we really got like a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of a crosshair redemption arc. Yeah. And then you get echo. Yeah. And then you get the, of course the original crew, um, pretty much setting up the plot that they're going to go try to save crosshair, but it might be a trap. It's a trap. It might. Yeah. I'm thinking, so I'm thinking it's not, obviously it's not a trap, but they're going to go in and crosshair is going to be revamped to like stage 11 with his, uh, inhibitor chip. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be like, "Oh, this has to be a trap. He's evil now." Like, but I don't think he has an inhibitor chip. Did they remove it? I thought I they cranked they that shit up. I think I remember him saying, "Whenever he turned bad in season one, it's like it's just you inhibit a chip." And he's like, "I had my inhibitor chip removed." I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does a line, unless it was just, unless that was him. Because he always drops that. the good soldiers follow orders. He even did that. Uh, this earlier this season. Yeah, but yeah. I could there's a line from the first one saying that. I don't know. Where he's like, I had my inhibitor chip removed. No, that was uh, a different clone. Who? I think. He was associated with Rex, I think. Or no, that was Rex talking to the Bad Batch, maybe. No. And it was I'll, a, I'll, I'll try to find I think it was Rex one. talking to the Bad Batch, and that was a play from season se- uh, seven of Clone no. Wars. It was like you know, in a bad villain setting, and Rex was uh, never putting a okay. villain. All right. It was like, Crosshead, it's just your inhibitor chip. Mm. I had my inhibitor chip removed. Uh, okay. I'm going to look it up. All right. Um, yeah, so nothing else. It was just a good episode to watch. A lot of world-building shit. Um, also for TV... Justin Roiland's case in court got dismissed due to a lack of evidence. Roiland came out after and uh, is determined to get his career back on track. Do you think he's going to be able to do that? Because I don't know. There's like a lot of uh, Justin Roiland's case got dismissed. Lack of evidence. And he's trying to get his career back on track. Do you think there's a shot in hell? Because I I think those text messages, that's just like, that eliminates you. I think just because... I think it's the uh, what's that called? Whenever the or the quarter public opinion, mm-hmm. I think he just because he's not legally getting put in anything, the quarter public opinion will yeah find him guilty. And he won't and, be. And also, Rick and Morty and Adult Swim already distanced themselves from him. Yeah, like all of his affiliations distanced themselves, which means like they think it's true too. So they're kind of like, eh, we're gonna take a step back. Um, but that's all I have for TV. Oh wait, no, I had two more things actually. We got two trailers. One, we got the new Dave trailer for season three. His, like, uh, tour of love or whatever it's called in the show. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's going to be entertaining. I'm excited for that. That premieres on April 5th. Um, I'm glad they're not showing too much of it. I feel like the amounts they've shown have been are going to be in, like, the first two episodes. For Dave, season three. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still looking at this crosshair <laughs> stuff because it's it. I found a couple articles that say yeah they did. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the example. I'm trying. I found. Um. Yeah, no, it looks it looks sweet. Like the Suntour. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. I I I love the trailer. There was a couple uh celebrities in the trailer too that I was shocked by. I didn't notice many. Maybe I just didn't recognize the faces. I could just be thinking that though in my head mm-hmm. though. Um, next up, we also had a Power Rangers trailer. They're doing a Mighty Morphing mashup on Netflix, which Netflix is a red flag probably, but um, they're going to have all these new Power Rangers they're looking to set up and make popular. They're bringing back OG Red Ranger, Blue Ranger, and Pink Ranger for this, where they're fighting one of the old uh, villains from the early Mighty Morphin Power Rangers days. So I think that's a kind of cool premise. It'll probably be like, not an amazing show, but a... I hope it's like a good sh- good enough show to watch kind of thing. Yeah, I've never been Power Rangers guy. So. Yeah, like I'm not expecting a lot, but like I think it can be good enough to be like a watchable thing. That's what I'm hopeful for at least. Um, but it's I didn't watch Power Rangers, so I don't have the nostalgia. It's corny value. shit. It's so goddamn corny. Mm-hmm. No, it's very corny, and they kind of play on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is like the old Rangers, you know, because they're like bigger. And, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like middle aged. <laughs> it was kind of oh, funny oh, for that. Diabetes. <laughs> oh, you found it? We can help you. Wrong. I had my chip removed. I feel like he lied about that. I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Maybe. But uh I thought that's what I was saying. I was like, maybe yeah, he's lying, right. but I remember a scene where that happened. Yeah. Um but all right, take it over to Jams of the Week for music. Um T Pain dropped an album. It's a cover album where he t- does a cover of a lot of popular songs. Uh some of the ones that weren't that good that in my opinion, like Stay With Me by Sam Smith. Um and then what was the other one I was saying? Uh, the song I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Stay. Sharing no, the Night Together. Sharing the Night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was say Stay the Night, but I thought Staying and Sharing the Night. Sharing the Night Together, I like that one. And also Don't Stop Believing cover, I like that one. You didn't like those two as much. I didn't know Sharing the Night Together. Mm-hmm. I don't like the song Stay mm-hmm. because that's not like Sam Smith that much. Gotcha. Don't Stop Believing, I'm just very tired of that song. I heard that enough in my lifetime. I get that. I get that. But, um, yeah. But. The best one on the album, and I'm doing Jam of the Week early on this one. It's War Pigs, a T-Pain cover. Uh, the album's called On Top of the Covers, which is just a great title for this album. Um, I do recommend listening to it. It's a good listen, for sure. Uh, I enjoyed my time listening to it. It's shorter. It's maybe like seven tracks, I think. Um, like a half an hour listen time kind of thing. Like, War Pigs is the longest, and that's like six minutes, I think. That's just the song. Too, but that's actually. just the song, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that. Other than that, though, uh, Matchbox 20 dropped a good song. It's called Wild Dogs. Um, Rob Thomas. Yeah. So I'd recommend that one as well. Matchbox 20 coming back, possibly. Rob Thomas and the crew. And then also Taylor Swift dropped a, like, another song that's a part of her Lover album. Oh. Uh, it's called All the Girls You Loved Before. Nice. I think she released another version of Red off of Red Two recently. Chelsea Maybe. Me. Yeah. What was that? Um, I can't remember. All right. No. 
But that was all I have for uh, music. You can check that out on, on the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify, along with the podcast. Ryan, how about a word from our closing statements? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dirty J Sports on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Zane, for coming on. The- oh, yeah. I forgot. Shout out to Zany Podcast. Um, he did great. We'll definitely have him back on. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll merge him with Meter to have our two baseball experts kind of duel it out. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah. We we'd have to we'd have to reel them in because like Zane's big on politics and I I know Meter is too. Oof. If it gets into that, are they in opposite sides of the aisle? But so Zane's kind of a fuck, so he'll probably like he could be on the he other. could play the opposite side whether he actually believes it or not. Because like we were in the AP class, so he had like the AP test and all that yeah. shit, like the College Board stuff. I think he wrote one of his like big essays on why Richard Nixon was a good one of the best presidents of the United States <laughs> history. I mean, that's why he's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, he can yeah. make an argument so for he, anything. He can, like, yeah. So, like, I mean, like, it, but like, Meter won't realize he's getting egged on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Meter loves debating. <laughs> yeah, Meter loves debating politics. I, we should do that. We should. We should have more for baseball <laughs> preview and but just make it, make it a po- politics debate. Make a whole politics <laughs> debate out of it. And then we, oh, if we yeah, because Mer- Meter's like big, like Bernie Stan and everything like that, right? Oh my God, the man was yeah. on the news and he was wearing a shirt with Bernie <laughs> yeah. head all over it. Yeah, because like that was all of our like some of our friends in high school, and he would just like rip on them sometimes, like just w- with all the politics shit. Yeah, yeah. Meter's, <laughs> Meter's a- so like he would just kind of go back to that and just like take care of business. That's so funny. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. All uh, right. All right. Also, should follow uh, Ashling Golf. No. Yeah, um, I'm destroying him. Really? Yeah. He's probably not going to invite you back next year. <laughs> I know, dude. By destroying him, I mean like I, I think I was up already, and mm-hmm. then last week I got three in the top ten. He had zero. I feel like like it's when the chick in the office wins the March Madness bracket. Yeah, you know, so like we have more. no idea why, but yeah, here yeah. you go. I know. I, so I would say mm-hmm. I know a lot on football. I know a lot on basketball. Mm-hmm. For hockey, less so. More than baseball and golf, I can hold conversations, and I know enough where I know who I'm taking. Yeah, for yeah. reasons, but like he, not as many reasons as Mike knows why I'm taking him. Yeah, Mike knows more about why I should take someone than I do when I take. Him. <laughs> like I'll I'll take someone. I'm like. Dude, he's been red hot all year. He he's finished top ten in the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely good here. Then Mike would be like, "Oh yeah, and his short game's phenomenal, especially of course he's <laughs> in the south because of the the, the humidity is different." And I'm like, dude, yeah, like, <laughs> thanks. It's like it makes every everything I say just make makes it sound better. Um, yeah, you follow them. I think Ashling Golf A I S H L I N G Golf, um, and two chains line of the week. Oh, Ken's brother's paying four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Two chains line of the week. Done it, done it, done it, man. I'm running up, titty boy, about the fuck the summer up. I don't like that one. What? I don't like that one. Hey, maybe I didn't. Deliver. The start was good. I, I didn't. Like I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't. I gave it a half-assed delivery. Hold on. Uh, done it, done it, done it, man. I'm running up, titty boy, about the fuck the summer up. Yeah. Titty boy, about the fuck the summer up, dude. Yeah, I feel like the bar was misused though. But titty boy. <laughs> but titty. Dude, titty boy. But titty. You only know titty boy, boy. <laughs> All right. That's two chains line before that's two chains rap name before two chains. Yeah. It's titty boy.
Pit Pit Bull, Pitbull line of the week? Um, this biggity boy's a diggity dog. <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall. This biggity boy's a diggity dog. Timber. <laughs> Slicker than an oil spit. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. Peace. You couldn't tell I guess I'm doing well This is just part of our survival She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Time has passed, the days are moving fast We need to get to where we're going No matter where you go, even a stone's throw The things you learn are always showing Oh baby, I think I know why You aren't left behind, these things are contradicting I know somewhere that I will pass you by With a sunset in the sky, do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat